And it's a Click Moto podcast. Three, two, one. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I cut. I put a really bad intro on last week's podcast. I was going to ask you about that. I, I didn't, didn't notice it. Yeah, what did you do? It took like nine seconds. Oh. I took a piece of music that I'm not going to, you know, copyright laws. I'm not going to say whose it is or where it came from. If somebody <laughs> figures it out, they can fucking come after me. But I used like ten, nine seconds of it. But just I think make, you're in fair use. Yeah. I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah it was just yeah. literally, if you would have walked past here with your phone ringing, it would have been less also, of a sample. Also, you could consider that this is an educational thing. So there I is fair use. Every time. Yeah, I don't think we're really use. making any money. So no, we're not. Non-profit. And who the hell are we educating? This is anti-profit. <laughs> Me. <laughs> many many people listen to this and know exactly how not to live their lives. Many. And so it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Nick isn't here tonight because Nick died last night on the way home or last week on the way home for the podcast. I wouldn't be <laughs> one bit surprised if you told me that. I mean. It was cold. Yeah. I mean, unseasonably cold yeah. for early October in Cleveland. And 40s. Raining. Yeah. And yeah. fucking miserable. Like, yeah. it was just shit. Wet. I was thinking, I'm like, I wonder if Nick's going to show up on his motorcycle. And he had to ride a long way. Yeah, Akron. Akron's not close. But wait a minute. Hawford still showed up in his shorts and his, his beanie cap on yeah. his he motorcycle. You can see his house from here. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if his house was on fire, we wouldn't have to wait for the phone call. We'd just see the, the glow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's not too far away, but goddamn, I people was like, go. I'm off duty. Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see anything. I cheeked <laughs> <laughs> so in a booty because Pete's off duty. We don't know, but he's uh, well. He's in Austin. <laughs> he's for the, he said for the F1 race. F1? He's a, yeah, he's a <laughs> Formula One race in Austin, Texas. Thawing his stones after last week's ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. What was I thinking? I offered him every piece of equipment in this building. We could easily outfit 47 You could have given the squirrel pelt back to put yeah. inside <laughs> his jacket. Have your beaver pelt. Your beaver pelt oh, beaver back. pelt. Oh, yeah. That would do nice. Squirrel pelt. That would keep you Here, line your drawers with this, yeah. son. Beaver beavers. He was having none of it, huh? No, no. He, he said, he goes, I'm warm and I'm dry. He had pants. He had a jacket. He had. He, had, he was prepared. Yeah. He was prepared. Yeah. But still, he's a young guy too. Way better off than I ever would have been at that age. Exactly. Uh, yeah. 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 His gear looked like he inherited it from somebody, because like he wasn't alive when Joe Rocket made that style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was. That was. I think that might have actually been, you know, Jose Rocket. Yeah. yeah that was not. That was not fresh. <laughs> wait, wait, he was. was it was a Joe Was it a shot, man? The Joe Wright glider. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, to my left. Dustin. You did ride the DRZ? Time. I did. Excellent. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah, sucking, sucking a lot of miles on that. Still getting the miles. Sure. I see it's collecting stickers, too. A few on the front. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting stuck. That's it. Yeah. All the new tires handling. Great. Still running. Still round and full of air. About 2,000 miles. Doing better than mine. Still <laughs> The dude came in today on the Triumph. Uh, street triple, triple yeah. young nice, nice guy. Seventy-five psi of air in his back tire. Whoa! Hello. Very like low it. rolling resistance. Wow. Extremely well good mileage. Yes. It's gonna create some high spots. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. it. He's like yeah. one little eight-inch strip worn right out. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> down, down to the belt. Seventy-five psi. He did that himself. What do you think? He just... I guess like, yeah. he brought it in. He brought it in. I was giving the bike a quick look over, and he's like, "Yeah, it's just handling really weird." And, I said, yeah. He goes, I got on the on-ramp and the back end just stepped out. And the whole, I was like, huh, weird. He goes, do you have a really good air pressure gauge? I said, I do. 
Hmm. And he goes, so I grabbed mine out of my tool chest, my digital one, and I went out there and he goes, oh, no, that I can buy. And I was like, yeah, we've got good ones, you know, like between 10 and 20 bucks digitals and stuff, you know, good stuff, home gamer or pro level. And he goes, oh, right. And I still, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to sample your air. Like, you can't stop me. Just give me a hit of that. Right. And I, I, I walked up and was, yeah. hooked my gauge up and it was like, 70? And the ass end blew out your gauge. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shot the batteries out of it. And yeah, and he did, uh, I, I said, you're at 70 PSI. He goes, that explains it. <laughs> and I was like, what did you fill it with? Like, was it a dare? Fucking contact patch the size of a fist. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think about how much air pressure is in there. Seventy-five is where you. That's like unyielding. That's, that's where you. Yeah, that's where you set a bead. You know. Yeah. And that's like okay. That's when you're. That's when you're squeezing your eyes as you're putting air in it on the machine, and you're kind of like, oh, oh, oh here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. You've boom! Turned, you've turned your it's pelvis sideways yes. just in case, yes, and you're like, <laughs> do not exceed sixty psi ever. Yeah, right. Printed on every tire machine ever. Maybe Challenge he, accepted. Maybe, <laughs> we're going for 120, boss. Maybe he thought it was a spare tire and he had a space to, saver. Like, yep, yep. Yeah, I, there's nowhere I checked. PSI. There's nowhere printed on that tire 70 psi. <laughs> it is not. It's not a light truck tire. It is none of that. I it don't even. The RV tires are like 75. I'm yes. like, I don't want to put 75 pounds in a tire. That yeah. just doesn't seem right. No, the buses were 120 PSI. Yeah, that's how it's a like, garbage truck. I was looking at a garbage yeah. truck. I'm like, really? 120? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's when they blow. They sound like an explosion. Boy, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, we experienced that twice yeah. on the way yeah. down yeah. from Ohio. Boom. Something. Yeah. Like Earth shaking. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's stored energy, man. Physics mm-hmm. is a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Probably been stored in there for 20 years. <laughs> All that energy's been waiting for 20 years to get out. You'd think it'd be old energy. It wouldn't have much... Much it doesn't it, get tired like you would think. Much <laughs> energy from the uh, Excuse me, but the law of entropy says that... <laughs> I never studied law. <laughs> I'm just I'm a not simple a lawyer. country lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and to my left... Yes. <laughs> Oscar? Yay! Do we sue him now? What? What's that? Do we sue him now? You said uh, lawyers, do we sue him now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we cheat him now? Yeah. The, uh, you've been doing any writing this week. I mean, it's been shit weather. Out. Yeah, it's been really yeah. cold. All the people it was beautiful. Been... Okay, I'm going to have to ask Okay. You yeah, we're going to... Yeah, and you've been riding the elevator through the bazaar. Yes, yeah. I have. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty I've good. I've ridden something. Yeah. Go ahead. You were the main attraction in the fifth floor. Oh, man. Yeah. And to my left? Oh, wow, thanks. Uh, Johnny Mac. Uh, we did do the ride. We did the fall foliage ride. That was fun. Oh, yeah. get, Piper and I went on the KLR. Not Only much foliage out, though, yet, huh? No, that's what I said even beforehand. Starting we did a frost turn. or something to change the leaves, but it was a green foliage door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a nice trip at Gandalf's out in Medina. How was, that? How was Gandalf's? Gandalf's was good. I had a nice burger there. It was pretty tasty and everything. And do you have any interesting things on draft? Do they brew their own, or, or are they just uh, just tapping off? Uh, uh, was I actually at Gandalf's? I'm not sure. <laughs> I ordered a beer, and they said, "Hey, you want this beer?" And I said, "I'll take that beer." I've never met a beer I didn't like, so they had a bunch I didn't really uh, dive too much into him. that aspect because I was kind of late to the party because we went and got gas, before, and everybody else had already got comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. grabbed—I think I even might even just a Bud Light or something. <laughs> 
So I didn't really look yeah, at the beer a, menu hard enough. You and a couple others were kind of booed by the by the other beer snobs for getting plain. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm Bud not really, Light. You see what I bring. Whatever exactly. happens, exactly. Whatever come my way. In your cart. Yeah, exactly. I blow with the wind, and yeah. then we got a flat tire, <laughs> minutes from home, and I had to get bailed out by Johnny Chrome. He tra- had to come here, get the trailer, and take the KLR back to my house. Yeah, there you go. I don't know why I did that. I should have just left it here. You could have fixed it. Hey! <laughs> That's what I did. That's what did. <laughs> it is a fully functioning motorcycle shop. It's yeah. kind of silly. It's fully appointed. Yeah. Did you pick something up in the tire? What, what? We didn't see anything. Go ahead, tell him, John. No, right. no. I'm... Before we went, John said something about looking at my tire, and I'm like, no, no, no. I, they just look that way. I respect that. Right. I've, I've told John that four times. John's always like, yep, they just look that I way. I've aired those tires at least I told four you times. I mean, it hasn't been like there hasn't been air put in those tires right. this season. It's right. been it's been checked. It's been aired. Did it have twenty or seventy psi? It didn't have twenty. I tend to go lower. Or seventy. He's riding on one single strip of knobbies. <laughs> well, that was the old tires, but yeah. let's yeah. And I think it may have just, as John said before we left for the ride. Oh, you're not going to tear. Well, don't you have beadlocks in those? No, those don't have beadlocks. Aren't you worried about pulling your valve stem out? <laughs> I expect to take the tire off and find that my yeah, valve stem is pulled out because sure. I was trying to maybe do a little wheelie with Viper on the back because the guy was there with the XR 650L doing wheelies. So I Jason thought maybe we could do Oh, I get you. Yeah, right, right, now right. it makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. Yeah. 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 It was fun. I know it must have been going for a while because I was like, man, are my wheel bearings going bad? I felt it getting a little swooshy. Yeah. And then at one point, then we broke off from the... Just after we broke off with the rest of the people who were going to go out to North Olmstead and yeah. Danny Boys, and we started going, and then I, I gave it to... I was like... And then all of a sudden, it was like... Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh. And I just instantly slowed down and just yeah. creeped to the side oh, yeah. of the road and got off. Like, well, that's good. I mean, it wasn't a catastrophic. No. It was, you know, it's at least one time that Piper's ridden the motorcycle that I haven't thrown her off. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing that blue tire was the only time I didn't get kicked off the back of the bike and I've been geeking out over my CT I'm like in CT90 fever right oh, now because yeah. I've been playing around with that KO you know, looks I, great man another one came into my life and right. so now I'm all like yeah. Can't you know obsessing over it? Tore yeah. apart the Super ninety motor that I've had under my bench for fifteen years. Okay, and pulled the Super ninety cam out of it because that's going to go in the motor and stuff. Yeah. It's supposed to be a little hotter cam. I'm trying to you know make this have fun with it. Yeah. Did you have cool. already some parts for that, or are you starting to get? You know, to I used to have a mountain of parts, and I gave them all away. To, to Johnny Chrome. Johnny Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I gave you a CT90 motor one day. Yeah, it's right. probably at my right. house. That's like the shit keeps getting faster. Which right. hope, I'm hoping <laughs> tomorrow I'm going to throw that stuff and bring but it back. But even though I thought I gave away most of my CT90 stuff, I was I look around and, oh, wait, there's a barrel there. There's a this there. Yeah. There's still, well, still I rounded up everything that was readily available, but it's still coming out of the yeah, woodwork. There's so. still plenty of stuff. <laughs> and I still had a whole Super <laughs> 90 motor. Still so losing out of parts. Would you ever consider taking a, a CT90 which has an auto clutch right and taking a super 90 motor which manual clutch yeah. and putting a manual clutch on a CT90 absolutely yeah. pros and cons cooler it'd be a manual clutch CT90 yeah that's right. kind of cool we did that with our CT90s when we put those Chinese. Oh, yeah. Can, oh, yeah. can you retain the two speed can you retain the low yes range? I can the, oh the totally super, then. fuck yeah, yeah. Dude. the super yep. you change out the whole engine or? nope nope 
So I'm just going to take, so the the bottom end of a yeah. Super 90 is okay. essentially the same as a 90. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, I believe, that whole right side clutch cover right. and the clutch and everything yep. will come off of that and go on. And I might actually put the Super 90 head and cam and valves. You'd have an 8-speed. Well, yeah. You'd have an 8-speed. CT90. CT Super 90. CT Super 90. Thank you. Exactly. Superhead, because everybody needs Superhead. And like the Super 90 motor is supposed to do like 65 mile an hour over versus 50 mile an hour. Exactly. And I believe most of that is the head, the cam. Probably all that. The cam and everything like that. Well, that's super cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I got. Yeah, that's And to my left, Pete Emplin. Where'd you come from, Pete? Uh, just out for a little ride today. Ain't even been home yet. Nope. I left uh, about 11 o'clock this morning, about the time the dew burned off and the sun came up. The sun and... came up? Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Where do oh, you yeah. live? <laughs> well, it wasn't dark anymore. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. You were sleeping hard. It wasn't like sunny. <laughs> sunny. But yeah, it was pretty... Uh, I had the heated vest on in the morning, but yeah. by mid-afternoon, I turned it off. You got nice out. Yeah, yeah it was, it was it turned a good. comfortable ride. Where'd you go? I ended up in Dresden. Which is almost Ooh, down to Danesville. Well, here, here's a story. I went to Kashokton because I was going to get a pork chop sandwich. There's a place down there that serves nice pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> okay. So I'm a big pork fan, in case you guys didn't know. I'm with you. Well, there's the Apple Butter Festival. The Apple Butter Festival was going on. You couldn't get near Ooh. the restaurant because they had all these like people selling shit, whatever they were right. selling. So I was. And so that was happening in Kashokton. Yes. So it was the Apple Butter Festival. Yeah, yeah. but this restaurant mm-hmm. has a sister restaurant in Dresden. And I was the like, Apple Butter. Fuck it, I was still getting that pork chop sandwich. Yeah. So I drove to Dresden mm-hmm. another like 20 miles. Yeah. Very enjoyable miles. Yeah. Describe the pork chop sandwich to me in detail. Slowly. <laughs> Slowly. Apple Butter so on a pork chop sandwich. It's like a pork really loin boneless oh, yeah. chop. <laughs> okay. It's been pounded. like Scallopini, you'd like, like Kind of, yes. Okay. And you can get it grilled. Yeah. Okay. Or you can get it. Deep fried. Nah, I think I know which way you want. I went grilled. Or you can get it oh, boiled. Really? You can get it boiled too if you want. You probably could. Mm. I've always, I used to be a <laughs> deep fried, deep fried guy, yeah. but yeah. I don't know if I might. You don't want it schnitzel style? It's not mm. schnitzel, it's like a big thick breading. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah, it's, okay. it's good. It's crunchy and it's like greasy, but yeah. I just like the straight up part. Tell me about the bread. So a nice like bun, I don't know what kind of bun you call it. Like, Food porn. That is, <laughs> yeah. not, that we'll is not nearly enough information about the bun. We will take and a ride down there. Sometime. And how did the bread make you no, feel? Is it, is it fluffy? <laughs> applesauce or no applesauce? No Show applesauce. me on the doll. No. Or the ch- <laughs> Delicious <laughs> fries on the side. Okay, good. Maybe it was because I was so hungry because I hadn't eaten since I left the house. And oh, yeah. You four were o'clock when I finally want got to my pork chop sandwich, which I've been thinking about for They put any gravy hours. or sauces or anything on this sandwich? Mustard, onion, pickles, buddy. Oh, that's Ooh. good. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. Great. Now I'm hungry. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt, man. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's <laughs> what's left of our charcuterie. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> one miserable sausage left. That was pretty no, good sausage, two. though. There's two. Yeah. So I, I eat my pork chop sandwich. Yeah. And I'm on the way home. I took Route 60 most of the way home, mm-hmm. which is a nice winey road. That is nice. Road. Fortified with a pork chop sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> With my heated vest. All is right in the world. So I got my heated vest, I got my belly full, and I'm on a good road, and it was it was just beautiful. I run into a guy on a Africa, Africa twin, brand new, 
And he's like, where are you going? Was he wearing shorts? No, he was not wearing <laughs> shorts. Wasn't Hoffman. He said, where are you going? I said, Cleveland. He said, do you mind if I follow you? I'm lost. Oh, get and out of here. That's funny. I said, I'm going to the west side. He's like, me too. He says, I live in Lakewood. I said, me too. So he, oh, he was lost? He, yeah, he followed me all the way home. Yeah. Another wow. guy, so dude with an African twin who lives in Lakewood, and he's not Hoffer. Right. Huh. Yep. Huh. It's brand new. He right just picked there. the thing up. Oh, so it's it, fresh. He had 200 miles on it. Oh, yeah. wow. Today was the first day he was out on it. It was nice. the first time he tried to do something resembling an, ad- an adventure ride. Well, no, he was a BMW <laughs> he guy. He lost. He was a BMW yeah. guy that bought this Africa twin, yeah. uh, whatever. He's sure to the dark side. Does yeah, he have exactly. sun blindness or anything? Side. He doesn't know that the sun sets in the west? <laughs> right. I think he was heading the general direction towards okay. home, but I knew, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I knew exactly where I, I was. I think he was just looking at an excuse to hook up. Or exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it was funny, though. I called 15 guys to ride with me today, and they flaked out on me like one by out. one. And then here's um, a dude that lives like a mile down the street, <laughs> and he didn't call me. Did yeah. you get his information? We did. We exchanged numbers. I made a, I made a new friend today. <laughs> did you tap feet underneath the stall a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to set, up a, set up a Tinder nope. for motorcycles. A lot of fakey toes. I have a feeling the conversation sounded like this. I see you've got a BMW. I used to have a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was more like this. Where are you going? Because I don't know where I'm at. I have no idea. <laughs> like, follow me. <laughs> That, that was it. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't really talk much. We so you're going to Lakewood? Uh, you mean Lakewood? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you spoke cool. the language? Yeah. yeah, that was it. Well, that's that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, I did about 250 today, so it was it was yeah, a, it's it's a good day. Yeah, it's a good nice day. nice day. A little nice. gravel, um, no stream crossings or anything like that. <laughs> twist, twist, Only after the fact. Twisty uh, highways, uh, gravel roads, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> there was some docking and we may have crossed the streams. <laughs> I don't, know. don't cross the streams, man. That would be bad. I'm done. To my left. Was it, was it, was it a muddy road? <laughs> or the dirty road? <laughs> you know, I'm DJing tonight at the PMW On Club. Oh, God. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you done? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you hit a mud hole? <laughs> Do you hit any mud holes or anything? <laughs> to his left. You <laughs> bottomed out? As, as, as Pete is blushing well, we too hard to, to travel. continue. <laughs> Johnny Chrome. Hey! <laughs> yeah, what, I haven't written anything. I wrote, a, I wrote a really cool little Allstate today. That thing runs very well. So... Oscar, oh, that was shop bike. What's I mean. weird is I heard the horn. <coughs> I was like, I know that horn. <laughs> Sound of a duck being throttled. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the noise that actually happens if you take a duck and you put its head in your right hand and its body in your left hand and pull, and it goes. <laughs> and it modulates with the throttle. Exactly. It does. It's I an built AC. one of those it today. Does. Uh, at yeah. the science center, we were at the science center. Oh, so there Ooh. was the beeper that yeah. was the eh, right. But then I hooked it up to a motor. Yeah. And so once you spun up the motor mm-hmm. and let off the button, it yeah. kept going. So it would nice. go. Cool. Oh, I love that. It's my favorite thing about old Vespas and stuff. <laughs> Pull up to the light, and you just sit there, and people are walking by, and you go <laughs> with the throttle. It's fun. So, but awesome. that is like so. This is an interesting story. A little history. Mm-hmm. So Oscar's bike is an Allstate. Mm-hmm. That bike is not an Allstate. Oh, it's a Blue Badge? It's a Lombretta, isn't it? It's a Sears. Mm-hmm. Oh. Interesting. 
The blue batch. So, yeah. So it was the very last generation. <clears throat> They'd stopped calling them Allstates. Prior to that point, they were called Allstates. They were Cruzairs and Super Cruzairs, depending on what yep. trim package they were. But they were all 8-inch wheeled bikes. <laughs> this and one's then, a pretty plain Jane Cruzair. Yeah, well, this wasn't <laughs> even a Cruzair. This was too new. Mm-hmm. And so at the very end, the only 10-inch bikes that they had sold up to that point were the small frames. We yep. call those small states. So it's a small frame <laughs> bike that has 10-inch wheels. It's 125 cc's. It's got the Super Sport tail light with the two Mickey Mouse ears on it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, got and Mickey Mouse. Yep. Very desirable. Yep. Very rare. But the rarest of them all, by far, is the Sears. Don't call it an Allstate. The badge on the front says yeah, Sears. Does, it does it's got a laurel right. wreath. So yep. the skinheads love it because it's like the Fred Perry logo. Yep. <clears throat> and then right in the middle of it, it says Sears. Sears. And that is a Sears 150. So there are, I mean, this is well, a really interesting rare. thing yeah. because it's, you know, there were other Allstate 150s, but this is the only one that's an actual Sears 150. The voltage. Yep. And so a lot of people are like, well, it's a Sprint. And they're like, no, it's yep. not a Sprint. It's two or three pay grades below a Sprint. <laughs> it's what happens when Sears, Roebuck Company, calls Italy and says, we need a new one. We still like the, it's clearly a Vespa. But how cheap can we go? <laughs> how low can you build this bike? And they're like, well, would you like to have no turn signals, no battery, like nothing? Unless I don't sure. understand the switch. Sure. Unless I don't understand the switch gear, it doesn't even have high and low headlights. It's just on and off. Right, it's on and off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's as low as you can go on food chain. Well, even on the Allstate, wow. it's yeah. an actual badge on both sides yes. of, the, of the leg shield. That's you right. have the Super Corsair on the back, right. and on the front you have Allstate. Allstate. Yeah. But on that one, it's right. just a sticker it's on the sticker. front. It's so cheap. That's why it's called blue badge. a badge on the fucking thing. It's a blue sticker ah, a blue that badge. says yeah. Sears. And it's <laughs> they didn't bother drilling holes in it nope. to put badges on it. It's just a fucking adhesive sticker. Yep. So it is a very, <laughs> well, it's, it's an incredibly rare bike. Yeah. Uh, and we've, we've got a new member, we've got a new uh, scooterist in town who's coming to pick it up uh, tomorrow. So he's a young guy. He's just entering the world of being a vintage scooterist. Um, How did this so, come into his? So world? he doesn't like to ride yeah. then. Well, yeah. I've had it forever. That poor bastard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've had it forever, and it's always been one of those like oh, one kick yeah. wonders. And I took it out to the Indianapolis uh, Amera Vespa the one year, and I was kind of I had a bit of an axe to grind because I was like, well, there's no vintage bikes to show up anymore. They might as well call it American or whatever. They're being shitty about it. So I took a trailer with like nine, ten. Vintage bikes that all had titles and all ran. And so I took them there, and I opened up the trailer, and I pulled all the bikes out, and they all had price tags on them. I don't think anything was over $2,000. And you could ride every single one of them. And all these people that were, like, that were plainly fucking whining their fucking cunts off on the Internet about, you know, oh, there's no vintage bikes. I was like, well, here's 12 of them, you shitbags. Buy one. Don't bitch about it. Buy one. And you know how many I went home with? 12. Well, 12. <laughs> I, I was going to say probably 14. Yeah. But, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. He like found the two that he past. didn't own. Yeah. About a bike that's only a European market bike or yeah. Asian market bike. And it, if they brought that to the United States, I'd buy it. Right. But you as a dealer know right. that no, nobody's lining up to buy it when they do exactly. bring whatever the yeah. fucking... Yeah. Oh, you know, if I saw one of those, I'd buy it tomorrow. Yeah. No, you won't. Really? Don't okay. be. Really? Really? Okay, good, because there's three of them in my warehouse. And you know what? That motherfucker will never buy them. Like, 15 years later, you're like, remember that time you said if you saw one of those, you'd buy them? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck you, too. But, 
Anyway, other than that, you get so you take that for a spin. I took it for a spin, very short spin. It's cold yeah. today. Two ports, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> it is. It is literally the, the absolute number of ports you are required to have. Minimum required. <laughs> I, minimum didn't, I didn't say it ran spiritedly. I no, just said no, it ran no. well. I mean, it just runs. Yeah, it's just fine. Man. And it's one of those ones that it is the true definition of basics. It has the mm-hmm. the requisite number of wires and not an extra one. Yeah, you couldn't get a more simple machine. Yeah, it's it unencumbered by technology. Will the tires hold seventy five psi? <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. no. <laughs> challenge accepted. Change those 30. split rims and change those split rims into like art. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as, as John said, we went on the fall foliage tour last Sunday. Yeah, I borrowed. I took. Uh, that was a hell of a nice bike you were riding. The uh, Road King. Yeah, mm. yeah. Can't understand why that machine's still sitting here, not sold. Isn't it just the example of what it is? It's a great bike. It is the textbook example of a 88 cubic inch Harley Davidson. It does everything it should do. Yep. It's perfectly adequate, and for the budget price of $6,000, recently reduced from $7,000, you could have this motorcycle. So you had a Road King and a KLR. What other... Was there an Allstate on there this was ride too? Myself and uh, well, the Roaches oh. had well, the Roaches were there. Right? They're Stellas. Right? So they had their Stellas. Stellas. Yeah. Okay. And there, there was one kid came up that I was talking with who uh, came up from Akron. Yeah, Wayne. His name Wayne. is Warren. Warren, that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> and that that was a sprint, yeah. And he was riding two up with his or girlfriend. Was that a Prima? That was a, yeah. eh. a modern Vespa. No, 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 no. It was an old one. No, it was oh, an old powder Vespa. blue. Oh, okay. Swoopy fendered. Yeah. All right, cool. That's neat. That's an eclectic. Sixty. Mix. I was asking him if it was a VBB or. Mm-hmm. I think she he said, said it, he said it was a VBA or VBA or VBA sprint. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, she said it was wheels. a sixty. Huh? Okay. Now, whether she knows what she's talking about or not, I'm just. I, Who knows? I think she she was saying it, had, it was. It a, made a really a weird sound. Usually, the sound that I've associated with something that has a seal bad. Yeah. Where it was making that like. Boom, pop, 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 oh. Like a huh. like a bad like ugh. like catching air from all the wrong places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fly side seal kind of thing maybe. But he, they, they, he but made he hammered it. Yeah, he made it, it right? made the whole way as far as I know. Made it further than you did. You're still there. Wow, wow. Really? Well, there was another dirt bike too. Like that guy have his uh, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Wheelie Jason. Wheelie Jason. XR six fifty L. XR six fifty L. So yeah. So like I'm looking at this lineup. You Triumph, got, uh, Silverwing, Triumph America. Okay, <laughs> Silverwing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim. She's uh, you are the yeah yeah. Def guy Jim. Yeah, definitely. Silverwing. <laughs> used to know. Used to be a male stripper. What? Really? That dude used to be a straight up male stripper. Is that how he lost his hearing? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well then. That would make it easier. You wouldn't be able to hear anything. I did not know that, but okay. Like wouldn't that. wouldn't have to listen to Nickelback. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just gyrate. Just gyrate. Like, right. You're on. Right. You're out. He's out of. St- he's out of sync with the music. Who cares? Yeah. He's a helicopter. <laughs> he's dragging. Well then. Right. Who cares? Uh, if he's out of sync with the music. Info I didn't need. Are we still on introductions? To my <laughs> left yeah, is sleepy. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're, we're in. We're still going around the table. Uh. <laughs> And uh, I've been uh, riding a Boeing 707, an MD-53, a 727, I don't even know anymore. Um, but I've had some interesting uh, things. So one, I was out in California, and I did not know that a lot of the people that we hung out with were literally where I was. I was in Santa Cruz for oh, a while. Oh, yeah, you're, you're And zero. then uh, I was at Laguna Seca. Yeah. So I went to a shoot, a video shoot that I had to do, 
unknowing that the Rhinesport Porsche Festival was going on. Wow. And so there was like 125,000 Porsches all over yeah. Monterey, California. They, yeah. 125,000? It was all insane. It, it was, was just all, all of the Porsches. All of them. Hey. Yeah. Like, I'll show you pictures of our hotel. Our hotel, which was 30 miles from where the, the thing was, there, we were the only car that wasn't a Porsche in the whole place. And then the best part about this was, I mean, there were, there were some sick cars, like ridiculous, like race cars with license plates, whatever. Yeah. But the, the overall... You did mo- say Porsche. Yeah. The overall <laughs> mo- motif of this, though, was so awesome. So if you could imagine the biggest chotch 10 years ago with the, the diamond-studded cross jeans yeah. and oh, yeah. the, the, the brown leather uh, uh, fight club jacket sure. with the, the things rolled over, oh, yeah. spiky hair. Yeah. Now, put that, that outfit yeah. on a 68-year-old dude. Yeah. That has no idea that this is not in style anymore because he's so rich that nobody tells him that you look like an idiot. And then he told his wife that he was just going with the boys, and he picked up Bunny. And now Bunny's with him, and they're going out to dinner. And it was unbelievable. And Bunny's 25. Oh, easy, 25. And like her interest resides, her interest says, can we just stand by the car? Right. Because she's looking for an actual handsome rich dude that she can trade places. Or she's hoping to be discovered on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. So there was that (laughs) going on. Yeah. Um, It was kind of interesting for me, though, because we were shooting at a park literally three miles from Laguna Seca. And the first day we went a back road, so I didn't know that was going on. And I didn't even know Laguna Seca was there. Hmm. So I'm shooting these these videos or the interviews and stuff outdoors, and all of a sudden I hear, and I'm like, what the hell is that, man, you know? And so we found out Laguna Seca was there. And then to top that off, um, they kind of quit racing for the day, and we tried to cram in a bunch more interviews. Mm -hmm. And literally, like, the Blue Angels flew over, and there was an air show behind the mountains. It was was pretty interesting. And so that's that's pretty much all I've been doing. And the then audio I'm, guy must have been pissed. Oh, it was it was interesting. And then uh, I I was communicating with the guys through yeah. Facebook, and they're all like, "Oh, where are you at?" You know, and they, I was like thirty five minutes from where they were recording a show yeah. down at some thing, but I, I just couldn't make it there. Yeah. Um, then I was in Seattle last week, and uh, Seattle has lots of interesting scooters around. Oh, yeah. in it. It's kind of neat to see. I didn't get yeah. to do much there, but. But through all this, doesn't matter about any of this, there's two things. One, the other camera guy I worked with last week, he had a sling on. And so he's, he's um, not young, he's probably about 58, 60. So we start talking, and, and uh, adventure bikes came up. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they have, they have awesome riding in Seattle, like ridiculous right. adventure riding. So it comes up, and I said, so what happened? He's like, oh, I was cruising along with these guys. They were all on 250s, and I was on my GS800. And uh, cooked a turn and went off a cliff. And uh, dropped about 125 feet through the trees and stuff, oh, and had to get life flighted out. Wow. So he has like six broken uh, vertebrae. To, uh, he cracked his collarbone in two places. Jesus. Oh. All this other stuff. Oh man. And he's back at work, and I said, "So how's the bike?" He's like, "Wasn't even hurt." He said, "All the all the all the gear that I put on it, yeah. all the bars and everything, didn't, oh. the bike didn't even get hurt. It worked. So everything uh-huh. you put on the bike. He worked. lost 300 dollars. He ended up selling the bike because he's going to be off." bikes for about yeah, a year or so yeah, yeah. so he lost 300 bucks on the sale Jeez. and uh you know whatever so there is hope that's pretty cool and then uh, on the way home this is the thing this is a, a psa if you think if you even have an inclination that the food you're about to purchase might stink yeah please don't take it on an airplane where people are going to be up for five hours <laughs> nah. yeah Oof. this lady had i want to say it was like sardines and herring uh-huh. mixed with something else and, 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 and that and was it, her carry-on food? And, and it wasn't fresh. No. It was like stewing for like a while. Like she brought it in a bubushka. Uh, oh, let's see. Opened this thing up and it was like I was sitting there and I was watching something on my iPad. And this, this waft of this stuff kind of came over. 
And I was like, oh, that's kind of bad. But yeah. that was just the prequel. Yeah. And then it hit, yeah. it hit, and right. it was unbelievable, man. I was like, everybody, everybody at once in the whole section. Yeah. Everybody, like, you know something's going on yeah. in the whole section of the plane. All this goes. Uh, <laughs> I did that on the uh, our honeymoon. We took a train to London. And before we did, we'd gone Careful to the market. Careful how you finish this story. <laughs> <laughs> With my wife. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. On our honeymoon. My wife. I bought this uh, nice little story. slab of Stilton cheese. Nice. <laughs> so we're, you know, and I had some bread, so I'm like, zip, open oh, my backpack, my unwrap this Stilton cheese, and it's just like feet smell. <laughs> like the most strongest, but it was the Maybe creamiest. Made cheese, grommet. But it was the creamiest, tastiest cheese. So I had one session and just fumigated the whole car and everything. And then she's like, oh, my God, you better. I wrapped it, it all up, another cart. put it away. And then I'm like, I want the cheese. I want the cheese. Small, Larry, And then like an hour later, I had to break it out again. And she's like, you just killed everybody. San Francisco Airport has got a chain. Like a chain. They've got very decent restaurants, San Francisco Airport. But one of them is like Buddy's Burger Company or whatever the hell. And their big feature item that everybody loves is the garlic fries. Oh and yeah, the garlic oh, fries yeah. are like weapons grade. Yeah, they are not fucking around. So no. I was like, whatever. I made garlic fries. That sounds good. Okay, one garlic fries are never as good as you want them to be sure. for your experience. Right. Like for your experience, they're like, yeah, I, I get it. They're covered in garlic. The thing is, though, unless everyone in the plane gets garlic fries, you are that guy. Yeah. And I mean, I I ate them, and I realized Merritt was getting on the plane to Cleveland. I was getting on the plane to San Diego. And as I'm getting ready, I gave her a hug to go by, and she goes, holy fuck. And I went, what? <laughs> and she goes, you are garlic. Like, you are the definition of garlic. And I was like, and I'm about to get on a commuter plane. <laughs> this is, oh. So I ran to the bathroom, you know, did all the, everything I could do, and I was like, okay, I got it. Got back on the plane, sat down, and the second I sat down, the dude sat down next to me, he was there for like six, five, four Three, two. He looked at me and went, "Is that you?" Anyway, I was like, "I don't even know why they serve garlic fries." And I said it loud enough that everybody around me could hear it. And I was like, "I don't even know why they serve garlic fries in an airport." I, I would have, like, I would have just been like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> you I, think so? I saw her buying those garlic fries. <laughs> and to his left, uh, yeah. <laughs> Smith, I got nothing to beat that uh, <laughs> sleep there. He, he, he told he told a great story about uh, flying around uh, the country and uh, Northwest. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that. Seven twenty sevens and forty sevens. Yeah, but I, you, I missed I missed this. Every Friday, I was stuck somewhere right. in a hotel room, bored out of my mind. You podcasting. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Awesome. Steve, do you go any riding this week at all? Chris. Rode the uh, the concourse a little bit. Rode the uh, the drifter a little bit. Oh, so you're spreading the love around a little bit. Got to, yeah. got to. And uh, of course, the one that everybody loves to hate. I uh, rode the the GS uh, 450 mm-hmm. Suzuki. I don't think we love, love to hate it. it. I think everybody yeah. here at this point is turned. I love that. Well, I, I know, I but I think it. we have all turned. I think everybody well, here. I don't think everybody's turned. I have turned. No, I have. There's, there's a couple. Like I can look at their eyes. I can see they. Don't turned. point at me, motherfucker. I have turned. Don't point at me. I've yeah. never not liked it. I, I know, that's that a sexy bike. Oh, I will admit I didn't like it because it was my ex-wife's bike. I don't to like the it. color. Oh, yeah. Pete, to the color. Pete, Pete hates it, but <laughs> to the again, color. you know, Pete is Pete. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for the meat, Chris. Yeah, uh, hey. Kane what K, is that? K&K Portion Meats uh, made uh, some kibas, and uh, we picked it up last weekend, cooked nice. up uh, the Hungarian and the kibas at the same time, and of course, Mrs. Smith and I hate all the Hungarian, oh, so yeah. we didn't bring any of that yeah. shit to you guys. Hmm. But, yeah, and that was a little paprika in it, 
got a little bit of a skank to it, so that was a lot of fun. So we'll bring some of that next week. Mm, uh, skanky kielbasa. I tell you what, oh, it's all mm, good. That's my stripper name. <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not, I've got probably 50 pounds of sausage in my freezer. And I actually have, if anybody would, would eat uh, venison sausage, I would bring venison sausage in next week. Huh? Because I got a shitload of venison sausage. I will not yeah. eat it. Yeah. All right. Is there anybody I mean, every who, other crazy who thing wouldn't try to eat it? Yeah. Well, I'd oh, try it. Me, but. Yeah. No, I, I mean, you won't. Yeah, I don't count. Yeah, yeah, but wait, you're sucking out a toothpick. You didn't. That you just well, either way, so that's, yeah, that's the end of my uh, intro. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Greetings, Phil and Company. Oh, this is the email portion. Email time. Yeah. Oh. Email time. <laughs> Listener email mail. Time. This Listener. is the reader. It's email story time. time with Uncle You've Phil. You've got mail. Philmo <laughs> has mail. <laughs> this is from Joe. And Joe, uh, Joe says, greetings, Phil and company. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I'd like to sincerely thank you and all involved for keeping it going. I know it takes time and some work, and it means a lot to us listeners. Sure. Rory, Joe. Thanks, just, Joe. That's sincere. Never mind these other cockheads. That was sincerity, and you're mocking the guy. I was going to say, I'm not mocking the guy. I'm just Straight laughing at Straight up delivery. The time and effort. Keep those cards and letters coming, folks. I just listened to last week's episode where there was talk of the Mods vs. Rockers mystery spot. I like I like that. It sounds, sounds cool. From the conversation, I gather you guys are considering Clear Fork. Yep, you're right. I wanted to reach out to John when he came down a few weeks ago, but thought it might be too much to bother him while he was spending time away with his family. Oh. I was born and raised in Butler, and now live about 25 minutes north on the east side of Mansfield. My parents still live just outside of Butler, and I come down to visit about once a week. Anyway, <laughs> being local, I thought I'd volunteer to be at your service for local needs if you have any. <clears throat> yeah, baby. Yeah. In the uh, back alley. Right. I can see us bring having the, some local needs. Local needs. Well, but wait. Bring, he's, the, bring the But wait, there's more. Exactly. He's about to roll out the welcome wagon. <laughs> All right. So, the little girls. Usually Should I just it. get on the radio. Break the 19th as a local nympho come on. Anyway, being local, I thought I'd volunteer to be at your service for local needs if you have any. If you don't want to leave the van with everybody's gear unattended at the park, I can volunteer a couple of different locations with varying degrees of security, up to lock and key in a garage. Pete mentioned some of the local watering holes. For those who may want to wander away a bit, via my brother, VIP status at Duckies. Okay. And the food is pretty damn good. Oh, I know Duckies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 and it, uh, it's, he just says, as for the tall... We could talk about it. Is that the... Uh, I don't know. The, there was a social club there that said club. members only or something. Oh, so maybe that's, that's, what, he, maybe that's yeah. what you're talking about. Okay, so oh. I was going to say it's either tall or somebody misspelled tail. Track but, club. Or toll. <laughs> right, exactly. Tool. Yeah. The toll. So I don't know. Again, <laughs> so, uh, there's more. Lucky duckies. Regarding blatant and dangerous tomfuckery with ill-equipped vehiculars on the motocross course. There is a level two trauma center not twenty minutes north. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. Don't make it. That's, that's a good. Declare your death. They call that's it, a great listener. They call it the golden hour. Okay. Yeah. This guy sounds like a professional. I think he is. <laughs> and the township fire rescue garage is approximately one minute from the park, and there is a life flight st- station in Galleon. I'd say you're probably covered there. So let the tomfuckery commence. <laughs> I don't know if people leave during the event for rides or not, but I'd be happy to share some great local roads and spots for anyone who's interested. Other than that, there if there's anything local resource can provide for you guys, let me know. Thanks again, Joe. Now that is a fucking 
That is that's solid. That's now, solid. Now Thanks, wait, Joe. Now wait, should, should we make Joe a, a an honorary member of the podcast? Well, you, you depends on if we do a podcast there. How about what this? do you call those? When guys? we actually a take the lid chief. off this thing, yeah. Yeah. when we actually take the lid off this yeah, thing and right. like set a date and yeah. start making like registrations. Get Joe in here on a Friday night, maybe one time. That's what I'm thinking. You're more than welcome, Joe. Worth the ride. And Joe, thank you very much. It'll be a long winter. That is the definition of what a good podcast is. We literally have, what, six months to talk about all this? We do. (laughs) Except (laughs) for, except for, dun dun dun, Uh, more. Can we give out Joe's cell phone? Oh, by the way, we were talking about coolant in the one episode, and that is, uh, in, in case there was a, a thing we wanted to mention that uh, one of our podcast listeners wrote in and said, you have no fear, absolutely no fear about putting uh, the thermostat in a coffee mug full of water and putting it in the microwave for a minute or so to test the thermostat to see if it opens and when it closes oh, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, he said, just for the sake of argument, he did try it. He went home. And he put the uh, put the thermostat in a coffee mug full of water, put it in the microwave, fired it up for two minutes. He's in the trauma center. <laughs> and uh, the the thermostat, there was no sparks, there was no flames, there was no nothing. But he did burn his shit out of his hand on the coffee mug when it came out. Ah. So, <laughs> Damn it! He's and pissed at us for that. I don't know how many times we have to tell you, folks, Don't try this at home. Right. It now yeah. takes some. It now takes some four well, and a half when minutes I to eat a sandwich. You have to but, use right. it on the stove in a pot and a pan. That's but sometimes, sometimes it's good to use the other hand one. for a while too. I like Actually, try this at home so we don't do it here. Right? Yeah, you're you're our testing meal. Stovetop was always. I mean, stovetop with the big thermometer, and you can just literally watch. Watch it. Yeah. Watch it. Exactly you watch right. it and watch it when it starts to open. You notate the, the temp. I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah it does. These it youngsters does. trying to do it these days with our smartphones and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I put my cell phone in the boiling water, and it turns out, well, there you have it. Okay, but there's going to be there's a small period of time when we can't have our mods versus. Robbers. And why is that, Phil? Because between Wednesday, the 29th of May. And uh, Monday, the 10th of June, Oscar and I will be at Isle of Man, the Manx TT. Really? So let me get this straight. You two have fully committed. Yes. In fact, air tickets have been uh, purchased. purchased, And we're going to give you guys the down and dirty on this trip because there have been accommodations secured. Here's the short story about how wrong we were and how grossly we underestimated the pull of the Manx TT. So we thought we'd be able to rent a van somewhere, put van on ferry, there are many, take van on ferry to island, take van off ferry, park van somewhere, sleep in van for 10 days, watch all the fun racing, uh, get like two days of practice, the weekend festivities, because it's like Mad Sunday and like it's it's bonkers. Uh, watch your YouTube videos. I the Manx TT does not fuck around, and it's fun, fun, fun. And twenty something. Mad Sundays though the day between practice and races where everybody everyone can go out. and there are no speed limits on a big portion of that island. So Schneefe. and you're on the actual track, track. that the races are. Some on. of the roads which are no wider than say a golf cart path. Exactly, <laughs> and it's a part of the. It's it's when they run it one way, so there's no there's no traffic coming at you. Schwing. So the whole mm-hmm. the whole road, thirty some miles of mountain road, thirty like the Isle of Man, the Manx TT is being run clockwise for your enjoyment, and you can go out and just fucking let her rip, baby. And that's mm-hmm. Mad Sunday, you know, and so that's a big <clears> deal. And 
plus there's amusement parks. I mean, there's all this festival atmosphere that shows up, and it's like 28,000 of your best friends all just showed up to talk about motorcycles and watch bikes go by at 200 miles an hour. So pretty neat, and you can either choose to be spectating from a bar where the guy's heads are going past the pole on the corner of the bar at you know 112 miles an hour in the city. Average speed's 134 miles per hour. That's average. average. That means in town you got to be hooking it up too. So uh, pretty neat. A lot of points where the bike's not really on the ground. I'm sure you've all seen like Agos Leap and good stuff like that. So, what's, the, what's the underestimated part you're getting to here? So this was the dream. Was that this, this was the dream? First thing is, would anyone like to guess what it costs to put a van on one of those ferries? One thousand coming from the mainland mm-hmm. of. It's six, not far. It's three hour trip. Sixty three for the TT. Five hundred. Five hundred. One thousand. One thousand. Twenty four hundred. It's a thousand bucks. Sixty bucks. Okay. It's a thousand bucks for a fucking ferry ride. That's it's a thousand bucks to put a that van on a boat. That doesn't include the van rental. No. Or the ferry. No. no. For a thousand dollars, you could buy yourself a couple of bicycles. So you said you bought airfare. Oh, yeah. Where's airfare your... is the best part of the whole Cleveland thing. Cleveland to? Cleveland to Philly to London to Isle of Man. So you're going to land on that. So you're flying to the island. How much? How much? Okay. 1100 600... Round trip. RT. I looked it up. It was like nine something. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, so you don't need the ferry now. So what I don't you, need the ferry. So what are you going to do when you get to the island then? Glad you should ask. Oh. Um, so, the next thing, so the next thing we tried to do was we tried to find accommodations. You know, that thing you sleep in for 10 days. A barn. Uh, so you're doing 10 days? I thought you were... 10 days. The, well, that was, the or was that part is, of the dream? The race week is seven days. Yeah. The race week is seven days, and then we're going to get in a couple of days of practice. So we're, we happen to be choosing to do 10 days. You can do 14 or 15 or 16. It's up to you. No, no, no. I don't. No, right. So this, I'm with you, right? Accommodations. Yeah. You wouldn't want to do less than seven, right? The idea is we want to have, you know, a day to settle into the idea and then a day to get the fuck out. Uh, interestingly, the flights leaving the island, if you're trying to fly out on Saturday, the racing's done on Friday. If you try to fly out on Saturday, well, good luck. You ain't flying out on Saturday. That's why we're flying out on Sunday. So we're adding an extra day of chill. Oh, that's not too bad. And we'll be able to go around the island and see things. You know, as everyone's leaving, we can go explore shit. How will you go around the island? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> because when exploring the idea of getting a hotel room, now keep in mind this event is some nine months in the future, right? You'd think that booking a hotel room nine months in advance would be enough to get a hotel room nine months in advance. Not so You'd on the be Isle wrong. of Man. <laughs> You'd be wrong. I you say there's 28,000 people coming in just for the race. Yes. I don't think there's 28,000 hotel rooms or 14,000 exactly. hotel rooms. Yes. Let's just say. There are not. No, yeah, no. On the island. There are not. And they're not even fucking Because the to. other 51 yeah. weeks of the year, uh-huh. there's probably about 1,000. Sheep shagging centennial or whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. I don't know, but very <laughs> precious little. There are other racing events. There's the senior te- There's the senior event. There's uh, There are other races that happen. At the Isle of Man. I'll take the manger for $200 well, a night. We're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about that because when you realize that using the power of all of the internet, that there ain't a fucking hotel room to be had. Go ahead. I, I have an idea. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know if we have any listeners yeah. in hmm. that part of the world. Yeah. 
But we do. What if we have a reciprocal agreement where maybe someone could take care of you, yeah. and then you could host them here maybe to go to mid-Ohio, right? which is also Ooh. a huge draw. It is a huge draw. So, well, we would totally mm, take care of you if you We do. would totally take <laughs> so care of you. Put that out there right well, now. Well, let's put I, it. It's out Consider there. it put. Okay. We're looking for reciprocity. Uh, we had looked at all the hotels, and the cheapest hotel I could find... Well, there no. <laughs> the available, the only available hotel I could find was $329 per night for a bed in a room with somebody else in it. Mm. Woof. Mm. It's a hotel, but you're <clears> sharing a room, and you do not have a bathroom en suite. They have a bathroom at the end of the hallway, very British. For three hundred and twenty dollars and three three twenty nine a night. Well, that sounds a lot more like a bed and breakfast. It's well, so this is where <coughs> my, so this is where I started heading. So I did find the very last house on the island, and we have rented it. <laughs> really? We own a house on the Isle of Man for ten days. Well then, so you need more fellows coming during the TT. Yeah, yeah. I, was, we, we wanted to make sure they lined up. No, no. It's, I'm glad you asked. As, as a friend and possible lawyer, I highly suggest that you bring along a professional cinematographer yeah. to document the script <laughs> so that you have the memories to last for a lifetime. Well, so I'm just saying. As it happens, the, uh, it turns out that this will set you back a bit because it uh, it comes out that. That getting this house plus the cleaning fees. I'm sure if anybody's ever stayed Airbnb, mm. you know that there's the price that you list and there's the price that you pay, and there are fees associated with it. But yeah, it's going to be around uh, 750 bucks a night for the house. Oh. For the house. For the house. For the house. Five ways. So we have two of the five here right now. Three of the five are still open. It's going to be 175 bucks a night for ten nights. But you have to do the math. So with that, I what did do the you, math. No, but oh, I'm saying like, so for a normal person that doesn't do yeah. math as well, what right. is that uh, for ten days? Seventeen hundred fifty dollars. No, but for the whole trip kind of a thing. Seventeen hundred fifty dollars plus eleven hundred dollars for your airfare. Okay. I, so you're talking you'll about three grand. Uh, I started working <laughs> through all this math and everything yeah. like that and looked at it. Yeah. And I, and I was I when I saw it, I texted my wife and yeah. said, "I want to go to the Isle of Man with Phil and these guys." Yeah. I immediately after I started looking at all the numbers, oh, yeah. said, uh, it ain't going to work. It's right. going to be way too expensive. Yeah. My wife came back and said, I want you to go to the Isle of Man. Mm. <laughs> like, that that woman. She's a keeper, man. She I'm wants like, you to come back a man. It's going to be $3,000. Right. It's going to be $1,000. More if you, you, you want to eat. Yeah. yeah. Or drink. Well, the magic of this particular house is this house has a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as anybody who's ever traveled in England knows, food, paying for food <laughs> is prepared in kitchens. God damn it! No, no, yeah, <laughs> preparing for food out in the world is super expensive. On the other paying side, paying for food at restaurants is super expensive, and paying for alcohol in restaurants is yeah. super expensive. So if you can get all your food and beverage at the Piggly Wiggly and serve it up in your own kitchen, yeah. you're going to save a fucking fortune. Make your food. And when make, I said it's going to cost. Huh? I make your alcohol. <laughs> and when I said it's going to cost three thousand dollars, you know yeah. what she said to me? And she said, "Sell the bike." <laughs> <laughs> it's not the worst thing. It's going to be a five thousand dollar trip. I'm I'm fully yeah. expecting yeah. a five thousand dollar trip. And mm. for me, it's my fiftieth birthday, so. I'm yeah. And that's what I was year. like. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, right. I'm like, maybe this could be my I, my fiftieth right. birthday is a little bit away, but maybe yeah. this could be like. Eh. Yeah, I was trying to talk my daughter out of going to college. And I mean, I've never Sorry, been to the kids. Isle of Man. I've been watching it for years. <laughs> yeah. I feel be extremely no passionate about it. Year. 
258 <laughs> people have died there. Um, yeah. Every year, the, the calls get louder and louder for them to outlaw it and be done with it. You're because right. they're saying, you, see you, know, it while you can. Mm. bullfighting, etc. They're just saying it is, it is gladiator sport. You know, they're, you're not supposed to be going these speeds on these roads. It's a technicality that, that the, the island loves. and it Just them watching the videos is enough to make you cringe. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I could very much... I sweat when I watch yes. good laps. Yep. When I watch good laps, I sweat. I catch myself leaning with the bike. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're going around a turn, and I'm like, why am I When they give the commentary, really and they're like, mm, the red, right. tele- red telegraph pole, bank hard to the right. And you're like... And the guy's talking so fast because, you know, he said this in his head... 10,000 times. So he has a, a song that he knows every word to, and that song is, you know, 20 minutes long. And he goes and he sings that song every time he does a lap of this thing. Like you said, he's leaning at the red telephone pole before he can even see the corner exactly. up there. Yeah. Yeah. Anticipating, and his skull is going to be an inch off of the curb. Yeah. You know? And it's just, when it goes bad, it all goes bad. And it's also, there's five different races. There's five different types of terrain in one lap. Yeah. It's crazy. Here's the important question. Is Guy Martin coming back yeah. this year? Yeah. He yeah. is. Yeah. So far, that's right. Oh, weird. man. That's yeah. weird. Oh. The, the, the funny thing about this was right There's before I saw... Three, there are four people fighting over the same record, right? So Right yeah. before I saw your invite for this, um, somebody posted one of those stupid Facebook things. It's like... Post a non-sexual thing that turns you on, and I posted a Isle of a Man on camera lap. Yeah, yeah. and that really is. And then I came across your invite. I'm like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, and it's just it's one of those ones, and it just happens to be the people that own the house. We've contacted them and asked. I was, I said, well, we need to get around because uh, does the house come with motorcycles? The house comes with bicycles. Oh, okay. Which actually, that's going to be better than having. Motorcycles. If we send you a motorcycle that you can just keep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just send the Australian. Oh, Oscar and I had originally thought about buying a couple of beaters. That was the the, the yeah. idea of having yeah. the band. Right. Actually, the band. Raining the band, yeah. getting a couple of beater bikes. Yeah. Doing the, uh, the taking them over there and driving yeah. around on the island, using them as transpo for you know ten days, and then bailing on them, you know, so we don't have to deal with titles or anything else. Then we figure Take out the, the cost place. for doing yeah. the ferries. Like, no. okay, let's just do the motorcycles. Yeah. How still fast ch- can you get one of those <laughs> eBay motors? Don't Check need to. that thing, no, no, slap it in the to. bike. This, the thing is, everybody thinks about this the wrong way. Right. Imagine going to Mid-Ohio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Imagine, if you will, trying to cross the track at Mid-Ohio while there's racing happening. Right. How easy is that? <laughs> Not very easy. Not very easy. No. You can only cross the track in a couple of places, right? Right. Right. Now, imagine if Mid-Ohio was like 20-some miles. Right, right, right. Okay? <laughs> now, even if you had a motorbike, God's motorbike. It doesn't matter. You can't fucking use it. You can't ride it on the street. There's only no. so much road on that little island, and no, it's all it's being used island, for racing. But the idea is that when the race is in session, there's practices and there's all kinds of things that are happening from sunup until sundown. So for a week, for a week, well, for two weeks, considered as practice on the race, the times when you can actually get from point A to point B are pretty fucking minimal. Well, so how far yeah. is your place of lodging to where you might want to start the day? Like Under miles? two miles. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. And okay. that was a big Because like when you think well of 30-some miles of track, right. I was like, okay, yeah. well, if you have to walk 10 miles to yeah. get there, yeah. that's... And where, where, and where our place of lodging is, is within 
five of the official Kodak picture spots. Yeah, I saw your post. Right. It's like, so yeah. there's five places within three miles of where we're sleeping wow. that you would want to be set up with a ex- super expensive camera. Right, right, right. Uh, wow. Where it's, you know, bikes in the air, bikes going sideways, bikes, it's all zig, 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 trees of water. You know, it's... it's so we're going to be confirmed that you should bring along a, a high-end <laughs> cinematographer. <laughs> and we're going to be on the outside of the tracks. Oh, so and that's another thing, too, Oscar just mentioned, is where we're set up is on the outside of that circle. Mm, so you're not stuck in the infield. Bingo. Yeah, nice work. Waiting so until we're stuck it's on the done. Outside. So the outside of the whole thing is that you can explore as much of the perimeter as you mm-hmm. want. There's taxi cab services, buses, and everything else. So that stuff that's on the outside, you are not part of the problem. If you're on the inside, moving around can be difficult. Oh, I they have Uber. Guys, you're do they have Uber on the Isle of Man? Yes, they do. We could Uber right down to the fucking right Oh, uh, apparently you can Uber to the grandstands for in less than four minutes. Uh, can you imagine what the, the rate, though? The, the surgery. They could charge whatever they wanted to. Yeah. They could and charge that's, whatever that's, they wanted. Who cares? You're going to be exactly. there for a week. Yeah. Two miles. Pocket. You can you you know, walk two it. miles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's like two beers away. Right. Yeah. And it's two, be- it's two beers away. And more importantly, with the idea of the bicycles, is with the bicycles, now we can triple our range. So the house, has, range. the house has bicycles? Yeah, the house has bicycles. And this should be interesting, because that whole area, I mean, they're not known for drinking, so like it'll be a pretty... It's a dry county. It is. You've got to be careful, yeah. of the left-hand drive bicycles. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I figured... Or right-hand the, drive. Well, right. because of the... The kickstands are on the wrong side, too. <laughs> the three most important syllables in the English language, yeah. duty-free, yeah. Uh, there will be an extra suitcase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because whatever in. whatever they charge me to bring an extra bag, yeah, ain't enough, right? Because that extra bag is going to get duty free. Yeah, log and volan and it's oh. going to be like Mister Waters. This is one hundred and ninety pounds. You said bag <laughs> fifty pounds. Fifty pounds is a goodly amount of alcohol. You know, pints are pound the world around. We're we're doing good. That's fifty pints. Yeah, of something. If you're smart, you're going to take some foam and have it pre-cut for the bottle, Ooh. so they actually make it back. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, I lost. I lost on our honeymoon coming back. We lost a bottle of wine that stained yeah. everything I owned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, we're, we're even considering buying foldable bicycles here, yeah. and right. then and shipping. Mm-hmm. And I got a foldable bike if you need. Well, you no, do? we don't need them now because they're there. They do have. Dude, get a yeah. one wheel, one of those those wheels with the skateboard and the again? wheel in the middle. That'd be awesome. Once again, the fifteen hundred dollars. Are you sure there's not a Walmart yeah. on the island? <laughs> there probably is. But no, but around the corner from our house is a, a supermarket. Oh, cool. oh beautiful. Quickie Mart. So less than two blocks away. I mean, literally less than two yeah. blocks away is a supermarket. And do they do they in that particular area? Because you know all these laws are different. Do they actually sell like? Alcohol and things at a supermarket, or is yeah. there, okay. Yeah. All they sell is beans and fatty meats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. beans and toast. That's all you get. As long and whatever as that that uh, sea life thing is, that's in the traditional English breakfast. Yes, yeah. spotted dicks. Cockles. They all spell a lot of spotted, spotted dick. dick. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to help us a lot because we'll be able to throw together a breakfast pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the house is nice. I don't think yeah. when we said five people, that means five people have beds to sleep in. Yeah, wonderful. So the other five have floors to lay on. Once now, again, is it a whole house? Are these people house. gone? So they're leaving. Yeah. Where are they going? They should the be renting town, extra space. Man. They're going yeah. anywhere they, they want rent- for about seven thousand dollars. Here, come to your house. Yeah, yeah. I say, I say, hot double book that shit. You get it. And have ten people stay there. Uh, think, five of them go there. Five of them rent it out. Rent out floor space. <laughs> yeah, you make your money back. That again, going I'll down. be happy to get five people that I know will pay. Yeah, because as go ahead. 
I'll pay. Yeah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, let's wait till 11 p.m. tonight because after I win the millions, then yes. I'll just have us all so be good to go. Yeah, we're fine. The yeah. cinch is treating everybody. Everybody, we're, we're going. buying that goddamn house. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's cinch is flying. We all get our own yeah. van He's and got his temporary license. Yeah. Just to keep the universe mojo going. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, today or tomorrow, either lottery I win. <laughs> Full paid trips. We will have motorcycles on the island. I want you to fly us though. I oh yeah. Yes. Fly okay. Fans. Full so paid what's trip? that the commitment? No, but Are you I want you to oh, buy one. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. What's that? What type of commitment are you looking for, and by when? As as much as humanly possible. Right. You know what? I'm going. You to... already bought airfare. Oh. You've already put down a sizable. You had to put a deposit on this house. No, no, no. Seventy percent. Oh, you've already paid, <laughs> paid for, for the it, fucking yeah. house. So Not that refundable. Seventy percent. <laughs> I I know what it's like to press one button, and watch like six thousand dollars just move through the internet. You're wild, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what, as well, I said. Well, the commitment okay. would be at least someone that would buy their plane ticket. At least we. You know have... what? I'm not going to. If anybody's like, that's a great trip, I'm going to go. There's a very short period of time until there won't be any plane tickets yes. left. Yeah, right. Yep. So until I see a plane ticket. I mean, I looked it up yesterday yeah. and I was like. If you can get 900. Well, like, to, it's to, the story to, go, of my to go today yeah. is 600. Right. To go on that date, yeah. I was looking at May 25th or right. something is what you had thrown out, and it was yeah. 960 or yeah. something like That's, that. We'll right. give you the whole Does day's Southwest itinerary. Does Southwest go yeah. there? I have a lot of points. We, we, <laughs> so we, we tried, the original plan was to fly into either London yeah. or any other city. London, Belfast, and, and Dublin. You know, and England. And all it's, have ferries. Uh, excuse my ignorance, but where is the Isle of Man in relation to the... Island. Okay, so if you I mean, use your, if you look up at your right hand yeah. and you call that England, yep. and you look at your left hand and you call that Ireland, yep. and you put between them, almost perfectly equidistant yep. is the Isle of Man. Okay. Yep. So it is a Liverpool or Belfast. Belfast, yep. It's the same, basically, three to four hour ferry ride. Yeah. Hmm. That's so, a long But even the ferries. A lot of them were already booked. Oh, it was, and there's like no way of well, it, with the motor vehicle other than or anything, your feet. Right. If you want to walk on the ferry, there's plenty of ferry space available. But my point would be, we priced out flying into London and flying into Belfast. It's cheaper, weirdly enough. It's cheaper to fly to the Isle of Man and then skip the ferries and skip all the ground transportation yeah. between London, which ain't nowhere fucking close. They can land planes one after another exactly. and dump people off. You got it. Ferries take a long time. And yeah. rent a car that you can't even right. take on the ferry anymore because right. it's, yeah. it's The booked. ferry is... There's no or get stuck with the car yeah. on the Isle of Man when right. you can't move around. And you in, can't in even go... Right. And so I, I, I read a ton of reviews from people on TripAdvisor and other places that talked about, like... We thought we were being smart. We rented a car for the Isle of Man TT, and we realized once we'd rented the car and spent a king's ransom to rent this car that we couldn't drive it anywhere because for 90% of the time we were on the island, every road that we needed to use was either closed or recently opened with a line of 200 people waiting to go on it. And so even, you end up you know, looking at a windshield. Instead and of even fun. crossing a motorcycle on the ferry is not cheap. No, motorcycles were remarkably expensive. Yeah. And booked solid. So, like, last minute, like, oh, I'm just going to throw my bike on the ferry and go. No, you're not. So People had that idea a year and a half ago. Considering how much this brings to this island, so the locals that live there, and you were saying, like, you know, they might shut it down. Don't you think that they would rise up and be like, no, fuck you, you're not shutting this down? This is how we, like, live? It is how they live, and the Boy Scouts run the scoreboard. They still paint on chalk, on uh, slates. You know, they still use paint on slates (laughs) to do the leaderboard and everything else. It's a major part of their society. Right. It's a major part of how they live. But at some point, 
I would like to remind you that they are in the United Kingdom. <clears throat> and health and welfare is a very, very popular thing over there. And so, like, you can't go on amusement park rides unless you're wearing an orange vest. You know, that kind of thing. You know, wow. it's everything has been safetyed into a fucking oblivion over there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... Except the Isle of Man. Well, and that's one of those things that you... I'm not, I'm not being insanely... I'm not trying to be that guy, but... Read that. If somebody who is a national hero, like Guy Martin, who's got 15 TV shows on right now, yeah, he, he is the BBC since yeah. Top Gear got, you know, fucked up, you know, since Jeremy Clarkson took him to Amazon. Right. They were putting a lot of stake on Guy Martin right now. I got a Red feeling that. if Guy Martin died in the Isle of Man, Isle of Man would be turned off within five minutes. You're probably right. That it would no longer be there. And that they would just be like, this is too dangerous. He lost national treasure. Fuck yeah, him. Right. So I've always, for the past 10 years, I've always said they just can't keep doing Isle of Man. And I've always waited for the other shoe to drop. And now, when Oscar and I were talking about it a year ago, I was like, I think we can do it this year. It's like your favorite singer's Mm -hmm. 85. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Had I only known that Joe Strummer was that close (laughs) to dying. Yeah, he's on the the list, man. He's on the short list. So yeah, that's that. So that's what we're going to be. So we're going to be like nerded out about uh, Isle of Man shit for the next year, basically for the next nine months. The, the, yeah. the suitcase CT90. The suitcase CT90, yes, absolutely. The one that you could <laughs> pack in the plane and fly away with. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it still weighs more than the ballet to pack. But back that was back in the days when, fuck it, bring whatever you can fit Wait a minute, don't you have de Blasis? We have de Blasis. And they weigh less than. De Blasis are actually built to fly. And we have de Blasis that we could fly with. But once again... Carry on or check them in? Check them in. Check them in. What's in here? Who gives a fuck? It's under 50 pounds. Ship that shit. So delicate fits and ships. Technical equipment. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Ship my pants. I'm going to do geological surveys of the Isle of Man. Yes. Yes. So uh, you, you, posted, you posted something pretty interesting today. Something All it said was, holy shit, genuine scooters. Yeah. So what, what is that all about? So what this is all about really is uh, we're finally, after three years, we are on final approach that <clears throat> by mid-November, supposedly, we are going to have the genuine scooters 400cc motorcycle. Huh. And I'll be here for a test drive. Yeah, right. I mean, if it's not snowing, fucking let's let's have at it. It's fuel injected. It's it is. We've been talking about it for a while. I mean, no, there's no surprise that uh, we are. You know, we've been waiting for it. Right. We test. Emmy and I test rode them like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, it's been a long time. Have they Oof. changed anything that you noticed? Since no, you it's pretty much it? the same thing because the product, genuine scooter company, didn't invent this fucking thing. Like, they didn't like, oh, we're, we spent a lot of time engineering this. No, they fucking put their badge on it. Uh, it's a Shine Ray. Uh, the Shine Ray 400 TT, or, you know, whatever, whichever version of it you want to talk about. But basically what it is, is it's the the same licensed Honda 400cc motor that has been found in everything. I mean, there's there 50 bikes have used this motor. Uh it's not far from the motor that's looking at us in the window, the GB500. Go ahead. Will it be sh- the motor be made by Genuine? No. It Nothing will be-, will be made by Genuine. Nothing. In fact, here's we- something for you. Genuine has never made anything. Right. They haven't. Yet not they call thing. themselves Genuine. I know. <laughs> but think about it. The Stella. <laughs> that's very oh, yeah. disingenuous. The Stella is what? Indian. An LML. All right. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. The buddy is what? PGO. PGO. Right? That is correct. A boo-boo. Right, it's a boo-boo. boo-boo. So, you know, Genuine doesn't have a factory where they're 
genuinely building genuine articles. It is a marketing franchise. Well, they, so they are, are disgenuine. Well, they're a badging. They, they're badge engineering is what it's, the term is. And that's the same as Cleveland Cycle Works is badge engineering. Mm-hmm. You know, all these people love to say, like, we engineered this. No, you modified the headlight for, you know, for the American market. You modified the taillight for DOT. You modified the mm-hmm. kill switch you know, to be a kill switch instead of a on-off high-beam, low-beam switch. But this yeah. is not necessarily a bad thing as long as they have the QC to make sure that the product they ordered is what you get, which it seems like Genuine has done. Would the you rather great. have something that has been existing on the planet for the past 10 years mm-hmm. right. or something that literally is, this is, congratulations, Steve, you have the first one. Right. No. Mm-hmm. No. And, you know, a lot of those old manufacturers, when you go to the Motoguzzi tour, they talk about, in the, the 20s, all the early Gootsies that they built, they were stamping higher numbers on the frames uh-huh. than the bike actually was mm-hmm. to give people confidence. Uh-huh. Like, oh, well, this is bike number 58. Right. And it was like bike number two. Built-in provenance. I would like my checkbook to start exactly. at 500. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> I'm not a dirt bag. That's check number 3,000. <laughs> yeah. right. exactly. I know what I'm doing. You <laughs> <laughs> You're using the check without your name on it. It right. just says the bank, and you fill it in with your hand. But it's got another uh, three thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's counter check. You, you have to handwrite your uh, your yeah, account number on it. The uh, check. Yeah, and that's what it is. I got Rick and Morty checks, and it's check number four thousand. Rick and Morty haven't been alive for four thousand <laughs> checks. Yeah, right, especially yeah, in this day and age. I was the same. Yeah. About six years ago, I bought this stack of checks because it was such a good deal, and I've been You'll through like three. <laughs> check. What's a check? Yeah. I know a lot of people don't know how to write a fucking check, so there's so that's not a thing. So you millennials. But the day that you're at the when you're at the grocery store and you want to get the fuck out of there, yeah, yeah. that's when the old lady pulls out the and check. That's when I write that check for her. Of course she wants cash back. Look at her. Yeah. <laughs> Is either the old lady with the check or the old guy trying to find exact change? <laughs> I got her. I'm not Listen, Grandma, if you can't handle that keypad, I'm happy to jump in and help you out here. Yes, you're getting cash back. Well, where did the money come from? It's free. Yeah. I, I had a friend. <laughs> this is how they do it. I had a friend that was a psycho, and he lived in Toledo. No. We were working on some music <laughs> together many, many years ago, and we went to the grocery store at like 3 a.m. to get some soda pops and snacks. And we get there, and there's like one other person in the whole store, and the guy has like 60 cans of, of soup in the cart. And he slid right in front of us at the checkout, right? We're like, fuck. There's like one checkout. You know, it's 3 in the morning, whatever. And so this lady's ringing up 50 cans of soup, and she gets like the 48th can of soup, and the guy's like, or he's like, hey, uh, did that, was that $1.29? And she's like, yeah. He's like, it's supposed to be 99 cents. She goes, oh, no, that's only the chicken noodle. That one's $1.29. He goes, I don't want those then. Yeah. So now she has to go through and find all, all the things. again. So the guy that I was with, and I'll leave his name out of it, you know the old Tic Tac displays? Yeah. With all the Tic Tacs oh, yeah, sticking yeah. out of it? Yeah. He just grabbed it and mm-hmm. wailed the dude over the head with it, threw the wow. lady 25 bucks. Because we had like a bag of chips right. and something. Said, so I'm paying for his and left. Meanwhile, there's Tic Tacs flying everywhere. And everywhere. <laughs> we left in, in, in haste. You left in a hurry. You left in a hurry. <laughs> but it was such a good thing. That was funny. Uh, a moment of vengeance. Consumer <laughs> vengeance. Similar story. I'll be quick. I was Please, with my, no uh, more stories like that. <laughs> I was with my old roommate. We're doing the same thing, grocery shopping. Right. And we got behind Please. some bitchy old lady that no, had no, no. To, just had to complain about the price of something. It was like a matter of maybe 20 cents. And uh, we're sitting there, and my roommate just looks at me, looks at her, and just rips the loudest fucking fart. <sighs> You're tasting my poo. Yeah. <laughs> Fecal flakes for everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So um, that was a better story. I would <laughs> never. I would <laughs> never do something. I, know, I didn't think it could happen, but the, Jesus the, the look on the, the look the on her face story was priceless. better than than cinches. Oh, All right. Okay. So back to motorcycles. If we fucking dare. Yes. So the idea behind this, you guys, you'd have to be fucking under a rock to not acknowledge the fact that Royal Enfield has launched the the Himalaya. Right. Right? The Himalaya. The, the Himalaya. <laughs> That's easy for you yeah, to say. Exactly, yeah. right? The Himalaya, the Lomalaya. Right. The Himalaya. Right. The Mamalaya, the Daddy Leia. Right. They're all the Princess Himalayas Leia. out there, right? And the general feedback yeah. seems like it's been pretty good. Himalaya, Shialaya. Well, and I think it's I'm a, a primitively good-looking bike. It is. I like the layout of it. it if really I wanted is. to get a Himalaya right now, what would I do? I'm glad you asked. Mm. First thing you'd have to do is you'd have to prepare to part with some money. It's about $4,500. That's a pittance. I'm and who would I write the check to? Well, this is where it starts to get a bit twitchy. So this is where it gets a little weird. So... Just for fun, because I wanted us to talk about 400cc motorcycles today. I had a very important question no, about didn't. the, 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 the no, genuine right. and about what you're... Fire away. ...being the oracle. This is the time. Where do you think the dollar, the price tag is going to be? I don't have to give you a think, because I've already paid for them. You've already bought them. I bought them. So you know what the dealer cost is. I know everything about them. What would you like to know? I know everything except what the seat smells like, because I ain't sat on a motherfucker yet. <laughs> right? What's so, the, what is you, the retail? Do you want to know what it's going to smell like? Exactly. <laughs> what will the retail <laughs> price? The retail price is of a G four hundred. Yeah, a genuine G four hundred. Curiously <sighs> enough, it is exactly the same yeah. as the Himalaya. Oh, oh. So they're both forty four ninety nine, forty five ninety nine. You know, depend, and I've seen the numbers vary, hmm. but I can assure you that the MSRP for the genuine G four hundred C is forty five ninety nine with a factory. Two-year unlimited mileage warranty and roadside support. So both strong competitors in the under five thousand dollar motorcycle market, and both very strong competitors in the near as I can tell thirty horsepower, near as I can tell twenty to twenty-four torques. So what's the big four's competition for that? Um, you remember that motorcycle was called the SR four hundred? No. The yeah, Yamaha. the one that's called the Yamaha. Yeah, 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 so yeah, one that yeah. you still have to kick even in you're this a day Yamaha and age? guy. You should know this. Oh, I know. Yeah, yes, they are crazy, still right? kicking. <laughs> Exactly. And uh, would anyone like to guess, just for the sake of fun, what is the MSRP for a Kickstart only 399cc? $5,600. 59 59 I was going to say 59 Yeah. 46 what, What's the lowest <laughs> bid, Bob? You haven't heard yet. What's, what's the lowest bid? Uh, you guys want it? $1. $6,500. $6,499. $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $6, $
this is us talking about it for the first time. But our European friends, our English and French friends, have been talking about this bike for at least five or six years. Um, this is old fucking news for them. They've had this bike. They've uh, this bike is in the used market. This bike has there are people that have many miles on these bikes. Hmm. This what is, is it called not over there. What's that? What's it called? It's over called there? a mash. Oh, it's the mash. It's okay. the mash. Okay. The, the monster mash. mash. Right. Exactly. It it's was a graveyard. And the company mash. What their whole thing is? They're a French company, and they designed the bike. They went to Shine Ray and had Shine Ray manufacture the bike. So they, to their they surrendered and just said, "Let's let Shine Ray make the bikes." Well, I think that <laughs> Shine Ray. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> Do they make a mash scrambler? Never fired, only dropped once. Glad reverse. Yeah. <laughs> Never fired, only dropped once. They do make a mash scrambler. They do. Scramble the uh, I mash. just said that because it yeah. sounds like the Nash Rambler. The Nash Rambler. That's the what I thought with yeah. the Nash Roadstar. Yeah. So like they did. Nash Rambler. There is a Mash Roadstar. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. riding along and have one come up next to you? They have the n- little Mash Rambler. The little Mash Sorry. <laughs> they claim 95 miles per hour. Um, they, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, if you get 95 <laughs> on a 400cc motorcycle, you're doing pretty... You're it's no, metric good. miles per hour, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, 10%. Give or take. <laughs> Give or take. But here's the one thing that I did do, uh, because we had to go into this being full aware. I posted a picture years ago. We took a picture and had a picture of a Honda CB450 next to the Genuine 400 for scaling and for the idea of how big the thing is and what it looks like, what it's shaped like, etc. So oh, I'll pass wow. that around so you guys can get an appreciation for how the bike looks compared to an actual 1972 CB450, wow. which is something that I think we all will agree is a handsome motorcycle. <clears throat> Very handsome. Right. It's got its it's got its place. So the problem is, I was trying to call the Royal Enfield dealers. You know, we used to be one. I think I've seen that yeah, ugly one on the call, left. Taking your calls yeah. anymore? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's Chris's. I, I think I've seen one like that ugly one on the left. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is locally. I attempted to call the people that I've known in the past two years. Have well, no, fuck it. I'm not even going to try to couch it. I went to Royal Enfield's website and and clicked on where it said dealers in my area. It gave me the name of a dealer in my area. I called the phone number, and it said... Your own phone rang? Yeah, no. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the dealer... Is, okay. But the, the dealer... There's nobody on Go the fuck phone. your hat. No, you go fuck your hat. <laughs> <laughs> Leave him on a podcast. Go fuck your hat. How can we help you? Is this the number to which I'm speaking? <laughs> Phil is 69 in his own hat. <laughs> <laughs> This hat's been cheating on me. This is one great fucking podcast. It is. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Oh, shit. Anyhow, wait, wait. Uh, okay. Anywho. Uh, so you call. You're on the phone with this, this person. Well, no, but this is important. I went to the company's U.S. website as a consumer, pretending to be a consumer, and clicked on the nearest Royal Enfield dealership to us, which is a building that we know has been vacant for six fucking months. And a phone number was listed that nobody picks up. And it says, we're sorry, the voicemail for this phone number has never been set up. Click. And it hangs up on it. Okay? We called, according to Google, because we know they, we know the company that sells T-shirts that, that used to claim to be the Royal Enfield dealer in town has moved across town. So we called the number that's on their own goddamn website. A guy named Jamal picked up the phone, and he was not at all happy with me. Jamal? <laughs> no, his name was Jamal. Jamal. No, it was not. Ab- 
Call it. Fuck call it. Number, yeah. Call the number. Call the number. Are you calling Wait, Phil a liar so right now? I was here. I was just saying so they named Jamal for Christ. So I was here when he called. Was, was it even a business pissed. or was it just some dude yeah, named Jamal? No, some dude, no, it's some a dude, dude who has a number who got a phone six months ago who didn't know that that phone contained the goi- the ghost of a Royal Enfield dealer. <laughs> and he's been getting <laughs> so calls ever since. And that's why he's right pissed. <laughs> Who is the people calling that him. on Craigslist list that like, puts a Royal Enfield up there for sale and tags Sweet. it with, you could put in adventure, motorcycle, skateboard, anything, and this thing comes up. Maybe it's the list. guy who used to be the dealer. Because according to their website, they have four in stock That's and none of them are newer than 2017. Wow. Yeah. Okay? Right. And this is my thing about at the motorcycle show, the IMS show, we went by and they had a very flashy booth. Hmm. And they had the yeah, interceptors yeah. in there, the twin cylinder interceptors, yeah. and they had the Himalayas, and they had every goddamn thing in the booth, and the booth was spectacular. So they decided to spend money on the booth after yeah. you quit becoming a dealer. Well, yeah, right? Of course. Yeah. Well, once again, I'm the Oracle. Uh, I'm glad I got out of there when I did, because this is what's happening. You can call this phone number, and I can tell you the person that's going to pick up the phone, when I said... This is the phone number that's listed on their actual website. I'm right. not making it up. This is their own website that they pay to manage. Right. Right? This is fact-checking. This, so, is, so this a is a dude's website, man. So this is public knowledge. So you can just tell that you can say the number on the podcast. I'm not going to because like... I don't want Jamal to fucking deal with this shit. It's not his fault that he got that phone number. Right? Jamal is about ready to come this. after you. Oh, oh man. I feel bad for this bastard. You, no, no. Come you better on. Ask, first ask for Jamal and then say... Just, I heard you got a real end. I don't, 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 don't call we'll it out. Don't ask the accent. No, let's do it after the podcast. I don't want to do it right now. <laughs> Look, I know what it's like to have somebody else's cell phone. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay? <laughs> it is a fate worse than fucking death. Right. Right? Well, no, Especially when it's bad. a company. When it's like a thing. Yeah. It sucks to have people calling your phone at, at whatever. But he could be wanting to be on a podcast. Okay, we're getting sidelined here. Totally getting yeah, sidelined. Right, yeah, right. yeah. But the long and short of it is, I tried to at least pretend to want to buy a bike, and I couldn't do it. And that's where I feel a little bit better about the genuine thing, because, yes, Yamaha SR400, Yamaha dealers are all over the fucking place. So you're going to have support. I was about to say. So you know, if you buy a genuine, you've been here for twenty five years. You're going to have support. Yeah, we got we had eighteen years of doing this, and we've been with genuine since two thousand and two. Right. right. But if you buy like the Himalaya right now, you're on a search to even find one. What do you think your support's going to be? You might as well buy something you, off Alibaba. I'm telling you, I really was. I was <laughs> or completely. Jamal. Yeah. Well, well yeah, right. I don't think the best thing Jamal could do would be carry some Royal Enfield. So <laughs> or just start taking deposits. Over so do you have anything for sale? <laughs> well, okay, look at what it was like you when you were a, a Royal Enfield dealer. People were bringing out their dead from all over exactly. the hinterlands. Right. I mean, uh, people from Pittsburgh, people from Buffalo, people from yeah. and that's the thing the is Quad State area were bringing them here to get fixed. I can understand because they had why finally people, found a, right. a motor uh, at, 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 an Enfield dealer had sprouted up. Right. Answered his phone for from the right. tri-state area. And I can totally understand why the fuck somebody would say, I don't want to buy this bike because I've not heard of the company behind it. It makes total sense because right now, think of everybody we sold an Enfield to, and there was a lot of people. Right? <laughs> One of them sitting here. We we're not Royal Enfield dealer anymore. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go out of our way to tell you that we're not a Royal Enfield dealer anymore. And we're going to go out of our way to tell you who is. And we're going to give you that person's phone number. <laughs> See where I'm going with this conversation? You can't. For I'll, years, I'll I've been off. giving. For years, I have been giving away the phone number to my supposed competitor. 
to people who need to have their vehicles serviced because we are no longer associated with that company. Because we don't think that it's worth the small profit we might make by working on those X number of Enfields for the headache that we would get by officially dipping our dick in that DNA. It's just not worth it. We don't want to adopt all the problems, the future problems of that particular bike. Right. And we don't want to fix the bike and have the guy come back with the bike three months later and say, well, it's got another problem. And you guys are the guy who fixes it. So sometimes it's more noble to say no, but go. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm saying no, but here's a phone number. Go to call these people. They've decided to wear the Royal Enfield hat. Now, the problem is there's nobody wearing that hat right now. Okay? And that's a bad thing. And as a person who's going out in the world who might want to buy, and, and if you think that people aren't aware that there's a 400cc motorcycle coming out from Genuine, you're wrong. Because I get a lot of emails. People are very interested in this bike. Did they, have, did they have a high pipe one too? I, I thought. Or maybe they do. Somebody... So in the English market, there is a scrambler. Okay. And it does, you know, have a brown leather seat, of course. <laughs> a brown no. faux leather seat. I can't imagine. Yeah, strap on the gas tank and everything, right? An ostrich. Yeah, 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 pebble grain, yeah, pebble grain football, fake vinyl. But yeah, so if you're thinking about buying it, that's a tough thing because, like, okay, give me a list of the middleweight standards. Jesus, a TU250 is a really small bike. You know, that's a good bike, but it's a tiny bike. It's tough to find a middleweight. Middleweight standard in the United States. It's a fucking unicorn, The W. Man. What's the W? The... Is TW? It, no, the Yamaha W something. Or the the W650? Yeah, that's... Well, is that Kawasaki. no way the W650? Well, there's a... The Kawasaki W650, but that was and... 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, is there a new... They're still making them, aren't they? No. No, yeah, I don't yeah, think there so. There was something that was out well, there. Well, use your phone. Look it up. Yeah, I'm going to uh yeah, I don't... Make I, use of your device. The thing so, is, you're so, looking at a Honda CB, a CB500X or something. C, a Honda CB500. CB300 or CB500. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... What's, but that ain't exactly a traditional <laughs> retro standard. So, so I was thinking... That's not... Okay. Yeah. So I buy a G400 right. from you, Phil. Right. What's the likelihood that you're not going to be a genuine dealer in next year? Or we've that? had 18 years to stop. I mean, we well, not 18, 16 years. So we've been doing it for 16 years. So that's my, that's, that was my point. Right. Like, I can still get parts from my 2002 Stella. You could stop selling the G400s mm-hmm. right. at some point, right. but you'll still be selling the, the buddies forever. Well, yeah. You'll still be a, a genuine dealer. Even if the even if the, the G400 thing goes over like a fart in church, like a four-stroke automatic Stella, you know, <laughs> uh, there's still parts, right? And, that's, and what's more important than that is it's not a genuine, guys. It's not. MASH ain't going anywhere. And damn sure Shinery ain't going anywhere. Because this ain't the only bike Shinery builds. And if we're going to admit that we're fucking starting to buy Chinese shit, well, so I Royal go, we. I can go on eBay and buy a CDI for this thing for $15. Yeah. yeah. I can go on eBay and buy a top end kit for, yeah. for another $40. Yeah, and, yeah, it's, I mean, and it, it's leaving a really bad taste in my mouth. But <clears> what have we had to do? We've had to grow... And we've had to start to go to say the same thing that people said about Japanese watches and shit in 1964. Yep. Or Japanese cars in or 1968. Japanese cars. Yeah, yep. exactly. Mm-hmm. Japanese motorcycles in 1967 yeah. or 68. And are, is that just where we're fucking headed? My comment about Je- Chinese bikes and stuff that we've dealt with hasn't really been a problem with the motors per se. Yeah. Have you seen one that's chunked a motor? Yeah. You have. Mm-hmm. We have. Absolutely. 
Yeah. We've I mean, seen more than our share of chunk motors here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen more than our share of chunk motors. I always felt it but was that, more like the rest <clears throat> of the bike, like the like that is also the plastics, yeah. the bearings, right. the. Yeah. And if you re- and I read every fucking everything. review on these mashes, <laughs> everything, everything. I've read the reviews on this thing because they've been out in the UK for a long well, time. That that company has made a. I'm not saying they're great. I'm I mean, saying that it's what you expect. Like, oh, the chrome got pitted. Well, the exhausts are stainless steel. We've seen the exhaust, and the exhaust is made of the thickest stainless steel I've ever seen in my life. The exhaust is probably 40 pounds. You know, twin exhaust, and. Made of the ridiculously over thick, it's one of those things you're like, oh, it's stainless steel, and you're like, oh, stainless steel, let's go. We do stainless steel exhaust all the time, and then you realize like this is when the Chinese do stainless steel. Weight is not a factor. Yeah. It might still yeah. rust. Oh, it I'm going to say it's still going to rust. Look at the magnet; sticks right to it. It ain't, yeah. it ain't 304 stainless. Yeah, I work for a metals company. And <laughs> no. they, they build a, a you know a chrome polished uh, tanker truck, yeah. a tanker trailer, out of. Chinese, and then they built they built a, a series, a whole bunch of them, and yeah. then they all started rusting. Yeah, and it was a huge thing. Yeah, it was like we've seen a wait, lot of this is stainless yeah. polished steel, and yeah. it's got rust spots. Exactly. Well, grade is everything. You know, whether it's the fasteners or the metal itself, and or the welds, right? And we've seen Taiwan bikes. You know, those those SYM wolves. We've seen we've seen those things come in here that are being left outside. And they fucking suck. I mean, they rust bad. It's embarrassing. We do live in the rust belt. The motors run, but the bikes look like they came out of a fucking scrap heap. The aluminum rusts. Yeah, the aluminum rusts. <laughs> <laughs> they were just pulled from the Dead Sea. Yeah, and so that's really it. It's, that market is so fucking, I, I hate to say it, but that market is so bullshit for somebody who really wanted a good four, like a good 400 cc bike, for somebody who wanted the venerable CV350, the venerable CV450, for somebody who wanted that experience but doesn't want a carbureted points vintage motorcycle, mm. you know, they want something with brakes. All these bikes have ABS. You know, go ahead. Why do I want a G400 right over one of the 300 class bikes that we talked about? Right. They're, they're all sitting right there. A CBR three, you know, three hundred. The CB that CB three that CBR three hundred back there is a great bike, and it is a great bike. It doesn't look cool to me. It has no vintage appeal whatsoever. Nope. And if your knees don't bend, no. <laughs> well, while that CB three hundred is a Honda, where's it made? Yeah, that China. was made in Thailand. Exactly. Yeah, that was made in Thailand. Not a Japanese, Thailand. Not a Japanese bike. What about That's horsepower? Thailand. What about Thailand? Yeah. Oh, what wow. about raw numbers? What about horsepower? It's it's. Close. I, I hate to use the term. I don't think that that CBR won't do ninety five mile an hour, will it? <sighs> Train chimp, maybe. Mm. But <laughs> what do we know about? Okay, so the the Duke. So me. The Duke was exceptionally powerful, and it was like give or take forty horsepower, right? Or was it? Yeah. Or is advertised my, as my CB five hundred when right. I had it was forty seven horsepower. That's a lot, but that's a five hundred, right? And that's twin. Yep, yep. And that's at a that's at a hojillion RPM too. And a single a single four hundred, they're saying twenty seven horsepower. So everything I've read is between twenty seven and thirty one horsepower. So that's not wound tight. That's a very lazy single overhead cam motor, four valves, very. Very lazy, which is probably good when you're thinking about Chinese metal. 
I don't want 16,000 RPM Chinese metal. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, they have a rev limiter built into this. Yes, they do. So I'm, Absolutely. I'm sure that it can, no, that's true. Yeah. It can hit the rev limiter and safely. And the, the reviews of the bikes that have been out in the world for a long time all suggest the same thing, and they all suggest that the bike will, the motor will run for a very, very long time. There are cosmetic things you will need to replace. Yep. 16,000 RPM Chinese metals, my new favorite Pandora station. <laughs> <laughs> well, that company, not, not yeah. to sound like a Xing Shenrei. Right commercial right they have made a 230 cc copy of a honda forever oh really it's yeah. an on-road off-road and i mean oh yeah the rest of the bike might fall apart yeah but the engine ain't bad okay well that's good to know i mean yeah and that's the ones you see when you go overseas when right. you go to china or when you go to yeah. south america there's there are hybrid gajillions of them yeah. everywhere there's millions of them so the we've had hojillions and gajillions well you know there's a lot there's yeah. <laughs> Einstein. I don't know if it's If we were talking about Einstein's bagels, it would be a bagillion. A bagillion? Uh, a bagillion? I get it. I see what you did there. Uh, so, But yeah, that's that market. There is a market there. There's something for the guy who's not ready to have a Bonneville. You know, they're not ready for a Bonneville. And honestly, you had the CB, you had the Enfield 500. And I you did. loved it, and it was a fun bike. It was a great bike. I and, loved the hell out of it. Yeah, and it is a fun fucking bike. It did is, you sell that? Was it easy to push? <laughs> uh, did I sell it? It was fun right up to I, the... He sold it right into a car. What happened to that bike? I crashed the shit out it of it. It got liquidated. Really? What? It got liquidated. What do you mean, what? Did it get liquidated? <laughs> uh, As a matter of fact, it got shot. It got shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope and, you learned and, a lesson and, there. I was over at, what, what's, what's the taco joint over there on, uh, on Madison Avenue? Taco Tantos. Tantos. Really? Woof. Holy shit. Wasn't it snowing? Yes, it was that day. Just the fact that you're riding a Royal Enfield on those Avon tires, right? Roadrunners. The Avon Roadrunners, right? The Avon Roadrunners in the goddamn snow. Well, it seemed like a good idea. And yours was the full military one. It was the full army one. Yeah. Mm. The downside was my son told me, Dad, that's not a good idea to go out on that bike. Yeah. But it's military grade. It is military grade. Indian military. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They ride these up to the Himalayas. They do. Yeah, they they do. I mean, that's that's a thing. It was that one afternoon you're like, I should have bought the crash bars. So, I know for different reasons, you're not carrying Moto Guzzi anymore. Yeah, that's just... But did you see that they they actually brought to market the, the uh, V85 V850? CT? The 850 yeah, or, the 850 ADV. Yeah, we talked right. about that last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah the ADV, mm-hmm. it, it's it's going to happen. I mean, yes. No, it's not, yeah. It's, it's going to happen. Guys are placing orders. I know. So, guys are placing orders. They haven't shown up in showrooms yet here, okay. but, yeah. you know, that's that's a thing, and I really hope that this is the one, man. Because Has anybody showed up here asking you if you could place an order for them? Yes. Okay. They have. Yeah, they have. Who's and I been? referred them to. Oh, I was going to say, who's the new Cleveland Motoguzzi? No, I re- there isn't one. Uh-huh. Clearly. I, so. I, yeah. <laughs> I referred them to our friends that are you know down in Dayton, <laughs> which is where you need to go. Worcester. Worcester. Yeah, I, called, I guess that I, they had called them and they had gotten some not Going on that the right answer. Really? Yeah, so I stopped I, in there today on my yeah, ride. I stopped yeah. in there today to look at the monkey. 
Yep. And there, there's still a shitload of Moto Guzzi's down there. Oh, yeah. No, they've got plenty of Moto Guzzi's. When did, is, yeah. When's your Super Cub coming in? Did you order that? No, thing? that was uh, Steve. Oh, Steve ordered the Super Steve. Cub. Oh, okay. And the monkey's cool. Monkey they have Craigslist. a monkey. They do have one. They'll let really? you let you let you sit on it. Oh, Craigslist! Somebody's trying to pull a couple it's, hundred bucks. Somebody was pulling, sold it, selling a monkey on Craigslist. Now, really? Yeah. Interesting. How much over are they asking? I, don't I got a quote at all seasons today. Yeah. Full sticker plus full dock plus right. destination. You, exactly. Forty-seven hundred dollars. Forty-seven hundred out the door for, for a, a monkey. For a monkey. For a monkey. So one hundred and twenty-five cc fuel yeah. injected. Yeah. ABS equipped. Not ABS. Oh, not ABS. They, they make it both ways. If you right. want ABS, it's 200 so, or more. All one that they, the one that they had down yeah. there was not ABS. So, so do you see what nostalgia is worth? Yeah. That's more than the 400cc bike <laughs> we were just talking worth. about. No, and that's an old monkey. Is that? It looks like an old monkey. Well, they want 42.9 for it. No, it's a 2019 I mean, monkey. No, that's the old one. I mean, that's, that's a new one. That's a new one. Oh, is the picture a new one? That's a new I one. The, yeah. the scaling looked yeah. yeah. Eerie PA. Yeah. All right. Well, is it street legal 2019 monkey? Or, this bike has never been ridden. Well, of course, has it zero isn't. miles, clear title, has ABS option, four thousand two hundred ninety-five dollars. Call or text Dave. So that's cheaper than you could buy it at the dealership. No, no, that's no, that's a hundred over sticker. Yeah, I guarantee that's a dealer. I guarantee you're paying. Oh, you're gonna play tax title on everything. Tax, yeah, right. right. So that's gonna be right. that one's gonna be close to five out the door. Right. But this is the bait. Mm. Yeah, exactly. this is the bait. He's probably selling you a bike that he doesn't have in his showroom. He's probably selling you... He probably has one in his showroom. And he's selling you the right to purchase another. It's on Craigslist. I could go pick it up right now for $4,295. Of course you can. That's the way it works, Because it says it? so on Craigslist. it says so on Craigslist. Call him. Let's buy it. Mm. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. Can you sleep it? Back to Royal Enfield. <laughs> back to Royal Enfield. <laughs> So you said, um, yeah. I mean, we just talked about Moto Guzzi dealers. Yeah, wherever they are. Oh, right. Nice. Oh, oh, okay. Ooh, baby. Podcast <laughs> listener, Chris just threw a tortilla chip, <laughs> and John caught it in his mouth. It was an oddly, Woo! Like, oddly with, shaped with tortilla chip. With his eight-inch tongue sticking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy because they don't. Damn, even, I'm like a fucking gecko, man. <laughs> it doesn't even fly with any aerodynamic properties whatsoever. <laughs> Nailed it. Like, look. More impressively yeah. is how you licked your eyebrows right afterwards. Want to see what else I can lick? I can't believe your wife wants to let you go. Bring your wife over. Her eyebrows too. All right, so we'll have quite of them down here. <laughs> Do we know of an existing Royal Enfield brick and mortar dealer? Oh. Is there one? I'm not saying in Cleveland. Where? State. Where is up there? Apparently, according to the website, there's a guy in Austin Town, so that's 60 miles away from here. Okay, 72 miles away from here. Yep. 72. So there's mm-hmm. so there's a guy in Austin Town who's still listed on the website as being a dealer. That's just the closest I can find. Yeah. 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 That's it. It's a, yeah. Put that right by the microphone. Yeah. 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 Put all the crinkly stuff next to the beer can tower. <laughs> the uh, okay, but yeah, the, I don't think it's the easiest thing to buy. I don't think that it's. Uh, I don't think that they've got the kind of market saturation that you would want to have for a sixty-five hundred dollar motorcycle. Yeah. You know, I just I can't see that. Uh, and I can also tell you that. As the guy who does tell people no, I wouldn't want to be in that position. You know, that's a, it's a shit place to be. It's, you know, I need a part. It's a weird part. You mean my odds are better to buy it on EnfieldGear.com 
Then they are. Then they are to find it. Picture's been taken. Okay. All right, for fuck's sakes, guys. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a that's a shitty spot to be in and to own any motorcycle. A guy came in today, tried to have me consign. Wanted to know if we would consign some motorcycles for him. He had five motorcycles. The best of them was a CCW. The what? rest of them were various different Chinese internet purchases. Oh, Lord. And he wanted me to consign them. <laughs> and you know what? I gave him, I told him, based on our experiences, based on the, the kind of failures we've seen, that we will not put our name on that, even if it's a consignment piece. Because then we are putting ourselves in the repair street. We're going to have the impression you can bring it back here. When you don't, you can't. <laughs> we won't touch it. And we're not going to sell it on the front end either. To quote so. you, we're not sticking our dick in that DNA. Exactly. I don't want any part of that on us, right? I don't want that to go. I don't want to go on record. We've had to apologize enough for the whole Cleveland Cycle Works thing. You know, that, have, that tarnished our reputation for a while because we agreed to do that. And there are bikes that we don't have in our showroom because the profit is great, but the apologies suck. And we're hoping that. We feel like the the genuine thing, the 400 cc. If that turns out to be a wolf, yeah, I'll be happy. The wolf was fine, right? The wolf was fine. It was just if that turns out to be a 400 cc wolf, right? You'll be happy. The wolf was fine. It was just 150 ccs, and nobody needed a 150 cc motorcycle. It was just not nearly enough. Now, ironically, I see a wolf going around every once in a while. Oh, I rode that wolf to Detroit. Mm -hmm. So the first wolf that we got, I head to head, Merritt was riding the Royal Enfield, and I was riding the wolf. Just and for we, reference, a wolf is made by Sim. It's yeah, 150 cc, right? And uh, and it's a carbureted bike too, like a little hilarious little carburetor on there. But <laughs> I stayed lockstep with Merritt all the way to Detroit. <clears throat> and the hilarious thing is, when we got to Detroit, we each ran out of gas at the exact same time. <laughs> so the consumption between the 150 cc Wolf and the 500 cc Royal Enfield was identical over the same distance, you know, 140-odd miles. That's cool. We both ran out of gas. We both pulled off the freeway, and just as I got to the top of the ramp, the bike was, the, the low-fuel light was indicating, and she's, I said, well, I said, yeah, I said, my low-fuel light came on, and she was like, yeah, mine's been on for like a while. <laughs> so, cool. so she's like, we knew that the Enfields could go a long way on with the low-fuel light on. So it wasn't a panic thing, but when we, we pulled into the station, they both took almost the same amount of gas. Hmm. And that's just because that 150 motor was working so much harder to go yeah. 70 miles per hour <laughs> than that Enfield motor was. That Enfield motor wasn't really working super hard to go 70. Yeah, you won't get the 100 miles per gallon at full tip. You know? <clears throat> that's at 30 mile an hour in fifth yeah, gear. Yeah, fifth gear, <laughs> exactly, right? And that's that's exactly what that turns out to be. The... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, our podcast listeners so, are going to love that crinkly bag. So the yeah, end field yeah. is Pepe Le Pew yeah. lumbering along behind <laughs> the, the, the 150, yeah. which is the pussycat that's running like hell. Right. I appreciate that you went that distance on that reference. Well, yeah. It's a good visual. <laughs> so now I'll never see that cat again, that kitty cat, the, uh, without thinking that exact reference. That's, uh, but yeah, <laughs> when we have to think about what kind of bikes we're going to buy or what kind of stuff we're going to do, it, are, are we still going to say that, well, you know, what have we said for how many years in this podcast? It's just better to buy a CB350. It's just better to buy a, you know, XYZ older bike. It's just better to buy a DR650. It's just better to buy a KLR650, right? 
It's just better to buy that. Well, I got bad news for you. E15, 15% ethanol, just got the thumbs up. Yeah. And nobody needs to tell you about it. You don't have to sign something at the gas pump. It's not going to come out of the yellow handle. It's just going to come out of the same goddamn handle that the other three gases come from. <clears throat> and you, if you have a carburetor, this is going to fuck your game up, man. I've been on a one-man <clears throat> campaign of eliminating carburetors from my world, <laughs> right? I'm working hard. You guys look around. Mm-hmm. That, that, that list is getting, that, that, that's getting shorter over there, mm-hmm. right? A couple of them went out this week. And when you walk up to a pump and what you're buying is 15% corn, your carburetor is not going to fucking be happy. Your bike as a whole is not going to be happy. And that water that it's going to bring in, because it's going to do that, that hygroscopic action is going to happen no matter what, your lifespan on that gas is not going to make it through the winter. You're going to be pumping water into your carburetor come March, come April. You're going to get real friendly with the guy that runs the boat dock down the street so that you can buy your gas there. Um, if E10 pisses you <clears> off, <throat> E15 is way over where it should be. You mean 5% more pissed off. Not just 5%, because bad things happen at 10%. 50% more pissed off. But if you read the report that the AMA put out, it is not. 10% is a tipping point. Right. Mm-hmm. So then what is it? It's called, what, what do you call it? When it gets exponential. Exponentially, exponentially worse. Yeah. 10% is a tipping point. Once you get over 10%, it is fucking like hole in your piston time, guys. So what else you do? You go out and you find the stations that sell ethanol-free gasoline. It's really hard That's to do. That's all well but good you know, you're there's, on the road There's half somewhere. a dozen on, in Greater Cleveland. Yeah, but that ain't going to help you when you're at the corner of, oh, my God, and don't rob me with, the, with vapors. Right. <laughs> what do you pour in? What do you pour in? Well, or you go back to what we had talked about a long time ago, was the the whole method of putting water in with the gas to take out the ethanol. Forced phase separation. Yeah. But the problem is when you do for forced phase separation, what you end up with is eighty one octane gas. Yeah. Because the ethanol is an octane enhancer. Well, then you have to do a vapor injection system to raise your engine. Again, there we go. Sorry about having a still on top of your bike again. Right? Here's my bike and the 200 pound still. Yeah, and steampunk is way I still style. want to buy, build a wood gasifier fired bike. You should. I mean, Yes. I'm going to run my bike on wood. You should. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Yeah. And, you know, I watched that episode of Futurana when Bender went wood. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's going to start ordering methanol so, by the barrel. What is <laughs> Put a 12 gallon gas tank on my bike. Okay. Let's convert a bike to fucking pure alcohol burning fucking fury. Well, and this is it. I mean, John and I had this discussion I mean, the other day talking about the advantages of just saying, fuck it, you win. And making an E85, setting your bike up to run E85 all the time. But the downside, as you were saying, is the hot shot. Like, you get one bad mix. Yeah, in Ohio at least. I think it's a DOT yeah, thing, it is. But national. But mm-hmm. I know for sure, I was reading on a website in Ohio, to be classified as E85 and to come out of that fucking pump handle, right. it can be anywhere from 50%. To eighty-five percent corn. That is the biggest variance. I mean, if you got a hot rod, you tune for that. If you got a hot rod, you got a good tune-up on it, right? And you tune for eighty-five percent, and you get fifty out of the pump, right? You're gonna hurt your motor. You are gonna hurt. I your mean, motor. well, that's a hot rod, but most, you know, if I'm not I mean, running carry- more than ten to one compression, or if I'm running, you know, eight eight point seven to one, compression. and this is saying you are Mister Wizard, and you're still on a carburetor, 
and you have Dino and EGA to this mix. And if you don't know what those words are that I just said, you are out of the fucking running. Yeah, what are you going to do? Test every drop of fuel before you put exactly. it in. That's what some guys do, what are you man. Bring handy some to guys it? that run pro street yeah. cars on E85 so carry a hydrometer it's still around. fun? Mm-hmm. And no. Right. It's not. Check your fuel. I mean... You're going to be... What's the solution? The solution is, I either want to be Mr. Wizard and I want to learn all this stuff and I want to take this very high level of chemistry and think about octane and measure my octane because I'm running something ornate and weird. I want to build a still and just run my bike off of pure alcohol. You do, but you're a weird fan. Yeah, yeah. still yeah, right. just drink off of it for the rest of the So right. what, is, what is the official Cleveland Moto um, record? Since we are heading into fall, yes. and some people are very pussies and they don't ride at all, yeah. so they're going to park their bikes. Yes. Sorry, Chris. Um, yeah. what, what is the, so you, you have a fuel-injected bike. What is yeah. the recommendation? Park your bike with the recommended octane fuel in it and add the correct amount of Startron. Okay. Apply a battery tender. Right. Or take the battery inside and apply a battery tender. Your oh, choice. Either one involves a battery tender. What about or, I'm sorry, Seafoam? Optimate. Seafoam, Seafoam nothing. does nothing. Okay, what did, so Star... Seafoam is, what did we discover that was? White oil or some nonsense? Really? Yeah, you can make your own Seafoam. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, so what it, would it be to just take every ounce, every little drop of gas out of your bike? Well, that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Is, if I, you, I run my... I, I you, disconnect my fuel line, clean. run it into a tank, <laughs> run the bike until the... You know, until it totally... There's nothing better crack than drop. The, crack the drain on the football. Really? Well, yeah. If you're going to... Okay. That, yeah. There is... Ask Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. Ask the, the the Barber Museum. They don't store anything with, with gas in it. Okay. No museum anywhere. Crawford Auto it's Museum crawling. doesn't recommend parking their vehicles with gas and chemicals in it. Okay. But they keep them at what temperature? Exactly. And this is exactly it. Mm-hmm. When you drain... When you commit that you're going to walk down that path... What you're going to do is you're going to drain every fucking drop out of that thing. And then you're going to spray something in there that is going to keep the rust from happening. I've done make up some two-stroke mix, yep. shake it around in a gas tank, and then dump all the gas out and get every little drop and it leaves a little film boil. You can do WD-40 for yeah, WD. There's 50 products out there that coat. Marine, uh, marine fogging mm-hmm. oil. Vicks Formula 44D. It coats and it soothes, you know? <laughs> Whatever. So what temperature do you have to keep the bike at? KY. Well, it depends on what you're doing. If you want it, if you're going to keep it... Soothes and suppresses. The most goes. important thing is to have it at a constant temperature. You, which, if you can't do that, if you can't make your garage <clears throat> between 55 and 65 degrees for the whole goddamn winter, right. then you're going to deal with temperature inversion. You're going to deal right. with condensation. Right. Well, see that koozie? Yeah. That's the only thing I got protecting my billion-dollar table from my fucking... 57 cent beer, right? right. Yeah. And it's the same thing with your motorcycle. If you can't stop the condensation, you got to protect for the condensation, which means everything on the outside is going to be covered with fluid film, everything yep. you don't want to rust. Right. Fluid film is an anaerobic compound, so it means rust can't happen where rust can't stick. Yes, I got that. So fluid film's easy. Yep. WD 40 works pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Corro- we, have, we all learned corrosion blocker is the best. Water your bike's down. parked in your garage. Yeah, ACF fifty works. You're also got, parking your car in your garage. That shit, dude. I'm ready to go. With you that. pull your car in the garage. You mean your, garage, your salt transportation system? Your garage yeah. is yeah. nice and hot. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. come. You pull in, yeah. and it's all this water is evaporating off yeah. of your car. Yeah. All your bikes are ice cold, and it's condensating it's on all your salty bikes. Yeah. Water. Add it to your garage. Right. What? You should never have your you motorcycle don't know my garage. next year. Or oh, you don't. You've never had a car. My garage is not for cars. That's just a water parking system. Yeah. Park next to what? A salty car. A salty car. A salty car. 
So yeah. salty car, like you're like, oh, I've got yeah. an, I got a garage. I, I pull my car in the garage. I do, you know that, and you know you, you never have to get snow off your car, but it's great. But any motorcycle that you have in the garage adjacent to salty car is going to get salty fucking. Mm-hmm. All right, but what about us people that have the 1927 garages that mm-hmm. are just by the river? I don't put anything in there except for my motorcycle, yeah. so it's gonna the temperature is gonna slowly rise and come down with the temperature, mm-hmm. but it's defined it's, slowly. You know, I mean, it's going to be. I don't call that cold. slowly. Keep okay. your doors closed. Right. Any day it gets kind of warm. Yeah. Because That's like my garage will get soaking wet. Yeah. Yep. If it mm-hmm. warms up a little bit and you open the doors and it's still ice cold in the garage, <sighs> the floor will be wet. Everything yep. will be yeah. wet. All right. Yep. So if I have that situation, do I want to fill my tank then? You want to fire up your Resner heater yeah. and just dry everything. Well, if you can't up. do that. Have a fan. <laughs> having air move around is really, really important. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so having a, a, a box fan, a, yep. you know, eight dollar box fan, just sitting on the floor, yep. yeah. and then occasionally throw the switch on that thing. You know, you don't want like don't be stupid. Like you know, it runs twenty four seven all the time. Yeah. But shouldn't you really put the bikes in the house? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Yeah, if you yeah. could. Yeah, no, but absolutely. so but listen. So in that situation, so you uh, you don't want to drain it at that point because we're having a fluctuating temperature. So do you fill the tank then? That way if there's you no moisture. can't drain it, like for instance, your motorcycle, your fuel injected motorcycle, right? I defy anybody to get all the gas out of that thing. Right. You're gonna have to take the fuel pump out of it, and you don't want to do that. No. Right. So what are you gonna do? Well, you can take the fuel line off, and you can run the fuel pump until it blows air. Right. There'll still be some gas in there, but then you're just gonna fog the shit out of it. But are you prepared to take the really expensive clamp or the really pain in the ass clamp, the high pressure clamp that's holding the business end of that fuel line mm-hmm. into your injector? Well, if you're not prepared to, to declamp that and reclamp that every season to get all the gas out of it, right. probably what you're going to do is you're going to run the tank down pretty damned empty and fog the shit out of it. And that's what I would recommend. All because right. then it's new gas in the springtime is better than old gas right. in the springtime. So it's better to have very little gas in there when you pour new gas on it. Right. Unless you're the guy that's going to be able to fuck you guys. I'm going to the boat dock. I'm getting 20 gallons of gas. I'm going to run all my bikes super low, and then I'm going to put 20, you know, I'm going to distribute this brand new boat gas because it has a longer lifespan. It has no ethanol. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put that in, and then I'm going to fog the tops of the tanks with Croil or ACF50 or whatever you want. Right, right. Because then you're going to have less condensation because the the fuel is covering more of the inside of the tank. Right. Yeah. So you don't want airspace. Exactly. There. The minimal amount of airspace is going to be better for you. Because it breathes. Exactly. So when you there's no airspace yeah. in there, when the temperature changes, mm-hmm. it doesn't suck air in exactly. and blow air out. Yeah. And right. suck air so in and blow air out. A full tank of something that can't be hygroscopic is better than an empty tank of air of condensate. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just I, I, I think you should just go on the last ride of the season, hook the trailer to your vehicle, tell you know, tell your wife, yeah. I'm going on the last ride, I'll call you when I run out of fuel. Arizona's nice pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. And yeah. ride your bike, and when it runs out. The temperature is very consistent in, like, Nevada. Right. Right, yeah. So, just right. leave it there. And the, air, and the air is dry. And the air is dry. Yep. Yeah, that's it. I... It is a, I mean, it's a fucking battle, and that's that thing. When I was running, when my personal garage had 42 bikes in it, and Dustin made it look like fucking, you know, Spidey was in there shooting fucking battery tenders all over the place, uh, we, we were walking across seats, man. That's, we, how, that's we, how tight it was. We were literally walking in our, in our socks, seat to seat to seat. That's how many bikes we had crammed in my garage. And that's a problem, because you can't store them all right. You can try, and you can wake them up. And in the springtime, when you wake them up, you lost a few. 
I've tried to chase gas out of a gas tank and spent hours, hours. trying to get every drop out of it. Hours. John With, had a great thing today for that 1965. Mm-hmm. I love that. Tell him. It's fucking pretty cool. <laughs> and on the spot. Yeah. It's a scooter tank. So yeah. when taken off the vehicle, there's an opening, you know, two inch, whatever. At the top and where then, the gas goes in. At the top in. where the gas goes in. Yeah. And there's an opening uh, almost an inch at the bottom where gas goes through a pet So whether it's a scooter tank or a Harley yeah, tank, yeah. those concepts are consistent in the world of motorcycles. Yep, yep. Little Big hole on the top, little hole on the bottom. You can take a blowgun, an air blowgun, yeah. and you can take the little rubber thing off yeah. if you want to, yeah. and you put a little brake line fitting on there, yeah. and you can put a piece of brake line tubing on it and mm-hmm. put a 90-degree bed oh, in yeah. it. Yeah. So if you want to get every little bit of whatever out, especially right. if it's rust, oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. after you have converted said rust to dust and after it's loose, right. take your shop vac. Put the shop back to the big hole. I love it. <laughs> Take the air blowgun. And this one, this one was, it allowed access just with a rubber tip. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I it's was the just ro- sitting it's there. It's the blowgun that comes in the kit that you bought with yeah. the compressor. <laughs> if it were a motorcycle tank, as yeah. that's why I started babbling this way. Yeah. If it were a motorcycle tank, I would have used my blowgun that has eight to ten inch it's piece of. a tube on it. Yeah, a tube on it with a 90 degree. Eight inch yeah. tube on it. Yeah. But, yeah. but right. the idea is. Yeah. Blow compressed air into right. small hole yeah. while sucking into big hole right. with a vacuum cleaner. Do you and know the size of fireball I made one time? Yeah, vacuum cleaner. Trying to and vacuum gasoline. Yes, yes. If you bought your shop back from Harbor Freight, most do shop, this outside. Most shop facts do have the flow go right through the armature. Yes, it went fucking full after fucking burner one time. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's some shit in the gas tank. Fucking, oh, I'll put this little hose on here and I can get inside the fucking gas tank. What do you tank. call those? Oh. Uh, Our specific. Uh, uh, ramjet. Ramjet. He made Our a ramjet. Pulse jet. Yeah, ramjet. Yeah. I, I turned it off and it was still running. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was dieseling. Yes. <laughs> Our specific point in this is, of course, this is after you've treated it with a product like Metal Rescue or whatever, yeah. and you've done the things to swish it out enough time. This if is you a tank have a situation head. where you actually are, right. are getting to that point, yeah. where you've rinsed a tank yeah. out with water. Oh, yeah. Yep. Alcohol. Pour right. a dollar bottle yeah. of alcohol in shake there, it shake it up, yeah. dump it out. The alcohol is... Will evaporate much quicker than water, and that's the way it goes. It really does. Well, and you're still left with particulate, though. You're still left with actual dust and. and, I've done. I've put magnets in like crazy. Yeah, this thing. I've done all the stupid shit. This thing had nothing in it that was in any way combustible. Rare earth magnet. My favorite one was I took a a round donut shaped rare earth magnet on a on a piece of safety wire, (laughs) and I put it. I put it in the uh, gas tank. With the metal rescue and shit in there, and shook it around like mad, and I had like twenty or thirty nuts and bolts and screws in there to be an abrasive, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, it's a really good idea. I'm, I'm getting smarter with my old age, and so I was like, okay, cool. Just shook it around for a while, and then of course, you know, pull the rare earth magnet out, and uh, nope, <laughs> and uh, pull the rare earth, nope, and uh, well, the rare earth magnet had stuck itself to the side of the inside of the gas tank. Oh yeah. yeah and so I keep fun. pulling, and eventually, uh, well, I I pulled the knot out of the safety wire. Oh yeah. And so now, inside the gas tank, I have a rare earth magnet and a half a pound of hardware. <laughs> Various oh, different drywall no. screws and all kinds of other shit. It's not and, going anywhere, though. And a lot of rust. <laughs> yeah, right. That's fucking hanging in it. tight. And I was like, well, it is on the top of the gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, how the fuck am I ever going to get this out? 
And so I sent in a bigger, more powerful railroad rail flag. <laughs> <laughs> Why did the woman swallow the fly? You know what happened to the bigger, more powerful railroad magnet? Got stuck? Yep, it got stuck. It's and you know what was really cool about that bike? forces with the other one. <laughs> it, had, it had a quarter tank less gallon of gas. No, what was really cool it? about it is you could stick things to the top of the gas tank. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Some poor sucker got like a tank bag, and he was like, "Oh, it's got a magnet." Whoa. <laughs> I sold that bike to a guy, and I was like, "When I sold the guy, I sold the tank." I was like, "I totally forgot, you know, like life moves on." And it was one of those ones where you're like, "Every time I go to put gas in it, it gets my watch. <laughs> you can't pull the thing out. You're like, oh, I can't get the thing out. <laughs> You'll never lose your keys because as soon as your keys come out of the ignition, they just stick to the gas tank. But don't take your wallet up there because then you're." Credit cards will work. Put <laughs> <laughs> your wallet in tank good, bag and never use it again. Thing it is, just got deleted off my phone. Good thing he didn't sell that bike to a guy with a pacemaker. He leaned <laughs> over to do the ton. He was like, <laughs> Couldn't get his chest off yeah. the van. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. Well, I realized that I'd had the problem when I pulled it out of my garage, and the garage is dirty and dusty and shit like that. And I pulled the bike out of the garage, and there was a ring of metallic dust <laughs> on the top of the paint of the gas tank. Nice out, Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's oh, that's where the magnets are. I get it. All right. Oh, jeez. So. Yeah. And it's not uncommon for people to put a magnet on the bottom of their gas tank. Right. When you've got an old bike and you know the inside of the tank's rusty, yeah, go get a rare earth magnet and, like, stick it under the tank way the fuck far away from your fuel tank. On the outside. <laughs> on the outside. Exactly. On the outside. <laughs> you ever see that? Yeah. Yeah, you go. You buy a motorcycle and you see a magnet <coughs> underneath Excuse it me. on a gas tank. Don't take the magnet off, because <laughs> you've just released the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah or at least have the tank off the bike when yeah, you do when it you start do that. cleaning. That's it, right? a that's a cool trick and it does work. But man, I wouldn't I wouldn't mess around with it too much. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, yeah. Anybody guys? Anything else? Yes. Yes. GL one thousand. Oh. Oh, an old wing. What about it? I'm going to look at a GL1000 tomorrow. Really? Why? Well, I mean, a, uh, there's a story behind this. So, well, neighbor has a, has a friend. Is this the dead she, woman again? No, <laughs> the it's Columbus it's, dead woman lady. No, no, she's still dead. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, I thought her husband. Was yeah. Dead. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. I'm now, sorry. I sorry. I fucked that up for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah, they're both dead. I but the GL1000. Go ahead, Pink, because you're killing us, too. It's, it's over in Northfield. She, she wants to get rid of it. My she mom wants was. Me to, she wants me what to come look at it. What bridge club do you hang out at? <laughs> yeah. What? What bridge club do you hang out at? You got all these, you got all these recent widows. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Anyhow, so she says it's a 73. Nah, nope. wrong. Nope. Exactly. I thought, well, that. but she looked on the title, and it's nope. a 19th. And I'm nope, thinking, what nope, the fuck nope, is she nope. talking about? 75 or newer. Oh well, and and I read seventy four was the newest year. There was the seventy five. Seventy five. All right. So <clears throat> the question is, she wants a fair price for it. Okay, and I'm thinking fair. five hundred dollars. Well, and that's you know that's fair to who? To you or to her? Well, she wants to her a fair price, mm-hmm. but it's what I'm going to take out of my pocket. Five hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. Well. Depends how lonely she is. You might be able to take something else out of your pocket and just get the thing. Oh, oh, I like it. I like it. Oh. Oh. So, just saying. 
what what am I looking for in addition to you know age of the tires and uh, whether it's... no you're well past age of the tires. <laughs> you're talking about if you're talking well, about. No, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, know, the first what we just talked about. The first thing I do is look inside the gas, gas tank. tank that is yeah. not between your legs, but it's under the seat. Yeah, it's under the seat. It's not where and it should be. Is almost impossible to remove without yeah. destroy, taking the whole bike apart. Right. I actually had mm. helped the person get the tank, clean the tank in situ, it's mango and, dried mango, and that's Ooh. how I was actually. We burnt the tank out, and so if there's any, if the tank looks seriously rusty, that's a big problem on that. Bike. So I got to take the seat off to check the tank. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because okay, the gas, t- what looks like the gas tank, is a luggage compartment. Tool compartment. Yeah, it's yeah. like a and electronics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The actual gas tank is under the seat. Yeah, under your butt. Yeah, lower center of gravity, man. That's what I but understand. I mean, this is if it's a GL one thousand, there are. Mm-hmm. 50 things I can think of pretty quickly. No, well, I look, I mean, my my, my thing is always, always. T- gas yeah. tank, inside yeah. the gas tank, what's that look like? Yeah. Is the bodywork. Do you have nice original paint that's exactly. not scratched in good yeah. shape? That's a plus plus. And then look at the mufflers. Right. Well, if it's an old Honda, I mean, the mufflers cheese out really quick. And they're almost good, impossible to replace. If you have those three things, right. then you're off to a really good Rest start. It's going to just about instantly need timing belts and a water. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's guaranteed. Yeah. It's impo- it would be impossible for it to not need them. So You shouldn't even try to start it until you change oh, the no, timing Oh, no, I wouldn't even try to start it. Oh. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even dare try to start Unless it. somebody can tell you for sure that it's been changed. Yeah. If it's got, the worst thing anybody could ever do would be to walk up to that motorcycle, whatever year it is. You no, know, I mean, if it's a GL1000, it's, it's only going to be one of them. 75 through. Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, okay. So 79. When yeah. did 1100s? 81 is the first year for 1100s? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so 75 so through 80. It's already, but it's a great bike. I mean, this is the thing is we're not saying it's a bad bike. It should have mm. spokes. It should have spokes. It could have had, could yeah. have had spokes had, or comm stars. Yeah, Hopefully it has spokes. Okay. If it has comm stars, then it's a 78, 79. Right. Exactly. Correct. And, but I would absolutely do not fire the motor, do not hook a battery to it. And None this is something shit. you should tell her. Yeah. That don't do, do it. Don't do let it. your Nothing. neighbor come over. Don't tell. Like, ma'am, I'm going to tell you right wow. now. We've already Dude, jumped it with the Buick. I love that. That's always my uh, favorite. Uh, and fuck you. Okay, I just cut me off for in half. Right. Oh, no, we had it running. We had it running. We, 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 we shoved a bunch of two or three cans of start, you bastard, in it. And uh, <laughs> hooked it up to the battery out the John Deere. And it, a, smoke, a lot of smoke came out. But we got it going. And you took 20,000 miles off that motor. You've blown out every seal in the fucker. Like, it is better to accept the fact that every piece of rubber on the bike is going to need to be changed, and you mm-hmm. can do it systematically, safely, without causing all kinds of other problems. But it is going to be every piece of rubber in that bike. Every. Fork seals. Oh, guaranteed. Absolutely. Well, unless you're getting it for five, I mean, maybe go to a thousand if it was a really nice shape. Have oh, if the paint was primo. The pipes were primo, and it was literally <clears throat> ran when parked in 81 or 82. Oh, and the carb cleaning? That's going to suck. Oh, no. Forget about that. It's a rebuild. It's four rebuild kits. Unless you got to okay. buy the diaphragm kit. Yep. There's the accelerator pump and all four diaphragms for the carburetors. That's like 80, 90 bucks. Oh, I was going to say. Not including real, if you want them. Real gent, like real conservatively, if I happen to wander into my dream scenario, where for me, for a GL, would be a KO or K1, and I roll into that scenario, and it's, you know, Grandpa died, and here's the bike, and it's black, and it's sitting there, or it's blue, and, and it's 
gorgeous, and the, the wheels are perfect, the rims are perfect, the spokes look good, the pipes are there, the paint's not faded out, all the weird little parts are physically there, and the guy literally just parked it when it had 26,000 miles on it. And I see that bike, and I look at it, and the best thing I can hear is, it has not fired a shot in anger in 30 years. We haven't even tried to start it. We haven't even tried to start it. In fact, we just took the blanket off of it. You know? Battery's and been dead. Battery's been dead. And all the fucking bullshit touring luggage is still on it. You know? That would be <clears> my <throat> favorite bike to buy. And it would still cost me two grand to wake it up right. What would be your crazy. number, though, if that was the case? 500 though. bucks. Yeah, it's got the right amount of fucking shit on it. It's got the right amount of garage dirt. 18,600 miles. Okay. Ooh, man. Is that is that the brown with the gold pinstripes? I think so. I think it is. So it's a 78 or a 79. 78 or 79. Brown with the gold pinstripes. Which Probably wheel? the 78 which? by the text, by the by the script on it. I think which, it's a 78. Can't see in the pictures. But I would I would bet my I bet a decent bet that it's a 78. 78 or 79 base. Is it the gauges on the tank? Can't tell. But the color, if it's that color, it's 78 or 79. Anyway, yeah, it's got the right amount of dirt on it to be like parked for 30 years. It does. It does. Well, yeah. So as a courtesy, I'm gonna go over it. Yeah. And look at it as a Honda expert. <laughs> full what between you and her with your full CV. I mean, honestly, yeah. at this point, she should just give it to you. I look at that picture. I yeah. say she should just. Well, no, because whoever agrees to be the owner of that is taking on look, at honey, least two thousand dollars worth of work. At I know a lot 10, about. Tell her, tell her, and you don't, but tell her you yeah. know a lot about motorcycles. Correct. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I know guys that know a lot about. That's at least look. If you don't have $2,000 is burning a hole in your pocket to, pit, to spend on that project, Actually, I don't. you no. don't get involved with that because that is like, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that is, that is, you know. That well, is, the carb cleaning yeah. alone is going to take you hours. I mean, oh, this, guy, this has to be an enthusiast that wants this particular bike with that miles on it. <laughs> What's that? For $2,000, you could buy half of a new Honda Monkey. Exactly. Just put things I mean, I would clean the carbs. Yeah. I would clean the carbs. If the gas tank isn't too bad, you might be all right. I'd ride it with fucking shitty tires and <laughs> bloom fork seals and stuff Just like about that. that to the price I really enough. wouldn't ride it without changing the timing <clears throat> timing belt. Oh no. no, 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 no. You, I'd spend whatever money it was on, and I would do that part of the job. Yeah, I would do. I would have to do. I would have to do all of it because that thing, you know, if those, if that a, motor goes out of time, if that motor. Oh, it's an interference motor. It's an interference yeah. motor. I was going to say, yeah. it's like the uh, 70s Honda Civics or Cords or whatever. There is else. nothing. There is no forgiveness to be holding. I would just about the keys be willing to happens. bet you yeah. that if the brakes work the first couple times, they're eventually going to not yeah. want to release. Exactly. Yeah. They're going like, to I mean, they might work and in. stop you, right. but you're going to realize, oh man, what's, what's that smell? You know, right. if, you, if you can do yep. that job for less than $2,000, I'll be very impressed. That it's is, a project bike if you want to invest on it. It's well, a that's project me doing bike. all you the work, really too. Yeah, I, right. I could do it for a couple hundred bucks to get it on the road, yep. but that would be me doing every bit of the oh, work. Oh, no. I've, me doing, a, you know, and sourcing. You bring that into my shop, I'm not going to give you $2,000. It's it's going to be it's gonna be more expensive. 
that that right there, if that comes in here, we can't decide to not do the tires. We can't decide to right. not do the fork seats. Yeah, so the carbs, carbs. Or right. brakes. We can't the decide carbs. to not yeah. do the brakes. the brakes. We have to do all those things. That is that is all going to put you up over the, what's the say? 200 bucks right there. Yeah, getting it running. Yeah, right. <laughs> getting it it's running. Proof of life. Six hours of carburetors, yeah. well, two hours of tires, three hours of brakes. Oh, yeah. Who it's unloaded their Three hours of timing belts. Ridiculous. Belts. Oh. You? Um, that was a while ago. Oh, man, <laughs> dude. A, it wasn't me. It normally it is. It's our dog. Yeah. But, uh, the, uh, and I would own it. <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah, that, go, you know, Ooh. a 78 or 7. I'll be interested to see what it eventually is, but I don't think there's any way in hell that anybody should pick that bike up unless they're willing to throw fucking money at it fast. Yeah, and yeah. If it, like I said, if you can get it cheap, 500 bucks right. or less. Yeah. And then look to your future and think about how much fun is it going to be to enjoy that bike when the fuel that you can buy at a gas pump is going mm-hmm. to kill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how, how good of a bike was it originally? Very good. Very good. They're yeah. fantastic. I mean, I would like to. I definitely, it's on my hit list. Right. But it's going to have to be cheap. Yeah. It's going to have to be worth, you know, like the, the perfect storm. Yep. I turned but that's down, how I am. Yeah. I turned down a really nice a really nice K1. I wouldn't want that one because it's brown. Right. I want a red. But you're yeah, I a want a red. You're a little brown. I want a yellow one. Yeah. What are you yeah, trying to say? Yellow, I mean, yep, really. Yep. What did you mean by that? It's, it's, it's your aura. It's my oh, first wow. sidecar bike. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's you're not down aura. with the brown? Oh, it's that? I'm down, <laughs> down with the clown. The, uh, I know I, I had a yellow one with spokes with sidecar on it. And when I bought it, it had the sidecar. and immediately pulled the sidecar off. And I got rid of the sidecar as fast as humanly possible, and then uh, went and ride, rode a bike around, and then realized the guy had welded the sidecar mounts to the frame, mm. and in the process of welding s- the sidecar mounts to the frame, had destroyed the frame, yeah. because his welding uh, skills were just fucking epic. And yeah, his welds had cut through the frame. Uh, so geez. yeah, when I was there, I was cleaning it up, and I was like, Jesus Christ, the frame... I can see light the whole way through the frame of the bike. Mm. I was like, well, that's not great. You know, good no, Honda no, no, build no. quality. Its redundancies are built in so that it wasn't, that wasn't the only thing holding the motorcycle together. You know, other things were holding it together, but fucking ridiculous, man. So, yeah, that was a, you know, sleeve, weld, mm. et cetera, job. But, yeah, I don't... One came into the Menor store, and it came in, and it wasn't running, and it needed the basics, and we gave it... I made, I made no promises. I said... This is a K1. I'm going to give it all the basics it needs, but we are not going to get into the, the super expensive stuff unless you're really wanting to spend the money. And he said, eh, you know, make it run and everything else. And I did. I made it run, and we charged him four or $500 for the privilege. And I got to ride the bike around, and I was like, these are really nice. Like, they, mm-hmm. It's just a really nice motorcycle. And it is a really nice motorcycle. Is it fucking cool and good and shit? Not really. No, no. no so. I would only like it because I like the Goldwing motors. And yeah. They're they're really super smooth. Yeah. They're just yeah. electric. It's just yeah. effort. It's effortless and everything like that. But it's not even in the same category as the word powerful. <laughs> no. It's not. And it's just like, you're like, oh, it was the GL. It was the sport bike. Of the... No. 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 Not at all. No. That was a very... No, what makes it nice is because no, because no it was a one thousand cc four cylinder <laughs> yeah. boxer, it's no. a, a classic that you can ride on the highway today yeah. 
And if you're trying to keep up with 70, 75 yeah. mile an hour traffic, it's not sweating it. It's not sweating it. Yeah. It is. It's, but it's like, oh, and you know, all the, the whole concept is it'll last forever. Well, it will once you replace everything that's rubber. <laughs> you know? Once you replace all of the rubber on the entire motorcycle. Well, you could have put 100,000 miles on it in the first 20 years. And that's always the trick. I'd rather have miles than years. I'd much rather have miles than years. I would take 100,000 miles on that blue concourse I had that was like, you know, a 2008 or something. It was an old one, wasn't it? I can't remember exactly. It was an old one, yeah. yeah. Right, and it had 100,000 miles on it when I got rid of it. It had 100K. And it was lovely, and it was perfect in every way. But that was, what, six years ago, seven years ago. And I would much rather have the 100,000 miles than to have 20 years. 25 years. You see all the time with BMWs, yeah. the guys that like the 1150s and yeah. stuff. You'll you'll see one with 98,000 miles in service records and all that that's yeah. been ridden the whole time yeah. sell for like two grand more than yeah. one that has 40,000 miles in unknown history and True. hasn't been ridden in five years, you know? We we see this every day. Bikes that come in here with 1,800 miles on it. i got bikes sitting over there with 600 miles on it. Mm-hmm. And it's a 20-year-old machine with 600 miles on it. Right. And what I can, I can assure you, many, many things are not cool. Mm-hmm. That everything that was rubber when it left the factory is now wood, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, because sitting in an ozone-rich environment is not good for rubber. It's just not. So you're going to have fail points. That's it, man. What you got, John? So you're looking something up. I mean, if you're looking for that kind of a bike, Chris, yeah. seventy-eight one thousand GL one thousand with thirty-four thousand, thirty-three thousand miles on it. Yeah. Carb's done recently, and I mean, running. You'd be oh, see, way better off going and buying too. something Ooh, that black. like. Is drivable. 1,800 clams, too. 1,800 clams. 1,800 clams. Well, recently. that's a good point. Oh. And I mean, the upside, yeah. after you buy this for 500 <clears throat> and right. spill your guts out and right. work on it for hours and right. dump whatever money you have to dump into it, right. its value is going to be $1,800. $1,800. Yeah. I guarantee if you put $3,000 into it, it'll be worth 1800 bucks. Good point. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I assure you. Starts, runs, rides. Because I can tell you that that is that is that is nicest, everything you want. The to nicest seventy five. Yeah. I'm sorry, twelve hundred. That his that's been gone through. And it, and it's a runner. Yeah. So you need to screenshot that, and so he has he can take that. Oh no, that is no, no no no. Even no. if you just leave Chris, this lady with the fantastic starts, yeah. runs, rides, reliably fresh oil change yeah. checked uh, timing belts. Yeah. Checked. Yeah. Coming I just soon did the to fork. the side of the road I, near you. I just did the fork tongue <laughs> yeah. sign for everybody that's exactly. unlisting. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Very good condition. Many new parts. New lithium battery. New rear master cylinder. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Jardine aftermarket exhaust, which is in. Yeah, you can't afford not to own that. I was going to say, begs the obvious question. Also includes sissy bar luggage, blah, 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 blah. Bike turns heads, uh, unique design, blah, 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 whatever. Unique design. 36,000 miles. that sheet that I put you really out? Are, I mean, if, from you, if you want one, trade go buy that. 30 years ago. Yeah. Instead of... Still holds true yeah. today. Yeah. Turns There's heads. No such thing oh. a rare Honda. <laughs> yeah. yeah, rare it, Honda. It doesn't say two or away. Right. Turns heads. <laughs> yeah. But you know, this might be the case of like, yeah. you know, like, like some nephew or uncle or whatever has been like, oh, that's a rare bike. You know, they've had it in the family for 30 years. It's worth at least 10 grand. Oh, no. Did you, have you ever opened up the NADA listing? If you open, go to your Google, mm-hmm. open up NADA listing values, like values. And then when you get down to the bottom, it's going to have the, it'll have the retail. Mm-hmm. It'll have the clean retail. It'll have the low retail. It'll have the wholesale. And it'll have the sentimental. Right. No. <laughs> there ain't no goddamn sentimental. Fuck. Scrap commitment. Exactly. 
Oh, and that's, <laughs> this, is the, this is the one I had to tell a guy today where he was like, he was absolutely convinced that his bike that's 20-some years old was worth $1,300, $1,400, and we're talking about a 150cc bike, you know? Oh, yeah. it, and I said, well, it's very easy math. It's no longer covered under Nada or Kelly because it's depreciation. People need to understand what depreciation is. Depreciation, if you say what's reasonable for depreciation, is it $250 a year? Is $250 a year reasonable for depreciation? Is that reasonable? What is reasonable? If you have a $2,500 bike or a bike you spent $3,000 on, and it's 10 years old and it's depreciated $250 per year, your bike is worth, well, nothing. Squatouche, as you would say. And you're right, it is worth nothing. But everyone says, well, but it's only got 4,000, 5,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. It, especially... Well, let's adjust for mileage. Dealer. It's still worth nothing. It's still worth nothing, exactly, <laughs> right. Oh, wait, let me add 5% for low mileage, and it's still worth nothing. Because it's only worth what somebody is willing to pay on its very best day. So look at the value of what... As I think that's beautiful. That ad for that seventy-eight is gorgeous because it's twelve hundred dollars, and it comes. It's not alone. I mean, it's not alone. There's there's several more in the same range, up to fifteen hundred that are. It's twelve running riding. I just did brakes. I just did this. I got tires on it. Yeah, it's twelve hundred dollars. It comes with three thousand dollars worth of work. Well, and that's the thing. It's you all know? these people that are banking on these, yeah. like, you know, 1970 bikes and 1980 bikes to be yeah. popular. The only time you're going to get, you're going to get a window of about 12 months when some dude in Brooklyn, New York, decides that that's the new hipster thing to do. And then three companies make custom versions of it, put it on Craigslist for 5000 Some moronic, you know, rich guy buys one. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, my God, this is worth thousands of dollars. Worth absolutely only what people will pay for it. And that is exactly it. It it is the story of my life. It is the whole thing that happens in here every day. The trick is I will wait a motherfucker out. (laughs) Right? I will wait a motherfucker out. I've got 15 more years on this lease, on this building, on this note, on this mortgage. I will wait a motherfucker out. I've had dudes come in here and be like, wow, you still got that bike? Yes, I do. Do you still want too much for it? Yes, I do. And you know what? Miraculously, there is shit in this room that has seniority of me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's shit that was here when you started yep. and will be here long after we're all gone, I'm sure. And But eventually, though, I've got guys calling from Japan that are buying shit. Because if you hang out of something long enough, you will get the money you spent out of it, but you got to be willing to hang on to it. That's longer. the thing. There's a window for everything. That's what yeah. I was saying. And it's you're impossible. willing to wait for that window. I'm willing to wait for the window to open, for the window right. to close. For the I whole said thing. that in the last podcast. Yeah. You yeah. will hold, you get your price. Works yeah. for everything you will except get marriage. Fucking price. And I will work it. I'll play that game as long as I need to play it, and that's absolutely fine. And the thing is, if, know, if, right? if you have a bike that is super nice and yeah. super well, well taken care of, every pot has a lid. And it's somewhere, like you're saying, if you wait for that window, there's some dude out there that likes a bike that nobody else in the world likes. And if you have one that's mint, they will pay for it. Oh, Oh, by the way, if any of you guys know a pervert who's into TDM 850s, (laughs) I got got a real special bike for you. Still smells like (laughs) mid-Ohio. I'm willing to go deep, deep, deep into the L category for this one. 
Yeah, I'm willing to take a, a sizable loss just because I'm sick of looking at that TDM 850. I bought it so I could check a box. I, I literally bought the motorcycle just so I could be like, now I know what they're all about. And now I know what they're all about. And you know what? They're good. They're cool. It, it'll pull the front wheel up. It's neat. It's great. But it's fucking... Oh, man. It's got the eyeballs, though, you know? It is... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm frightened it's going to suck other bikes into its zone of non, non-selling. It's got a fucking orbit of shit won't be sold around this one. So that's that. Anybody got anything else? Fuck it, ride fast, take chances. Ride fast, take chance. Koozies are coming your way soon. Where's the button? Yay, press the button. Fucking press the button. Yeah, we're getting very koozies.